let's let's lower that. Let's lower that that music just a tiny bit. Hey, what's up, everybody? Francisco here, along with Charles. Andrew is gonna be uh, out for a bit. He's got some things to do. It's but... a debilitating legal injury. Yeah. Since everybody wants to tear ACLs in the goddamn NBA playoffs, we're gonna give him a designated injury. He's on the IR. Yep. Or the IL. Yep. So Andrew's out, but it's just it's me and Charles once again, and you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about our things. We'll go nerdy if we have to. That's fine. We got other things. We got other interests. All right. We're, we're we we don't just talk about sports. We talk about video games and movies and and anime and, <laughs> yeah, see, and cartoons. The best way and... to describe it to anybody who's listened to us on the podcast stuff instead of live is it's basically we're like Wu Tang, mm. but we're not the clan fully together. We're just featuring on each other's other albums. So if you know if if you listen to Little the Wu because you know Wu Tang ain't nothing f with. Um, it's basically like one of us is ODB and Method Man is just on there or Kwan the God. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that can come into it. Yeah. <laughs> it is there Wednesday. Is, it is, is Wednesday. always going to be playing it and it's Wednesday. Yes. Wu-Tang Wednesday, baby. Yes. So, welcome, Freddie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Work has been kind of uh, destroying me on the on every Tuesday lately, so I, we've been moving to Wednesday. It allows Charles to take a nap and also recover from his daily work grind as well on a yeah, Tuesday. It, it helps out. I, I will say this though, you know, you guys should feel honored sometimes because your boy, you know, I usually work out on Wednesdays, but this show for Freddie and everybody else out there is so important that I'll just push it to Thursdays. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, as I'm like dead tired anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I took a nap and I over almost overslept it. When I texted you, I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna be around. I'm like, all right, let me do this. <sighs> okay, so... We're let's... old. That's what it is. Yeah, I got an old video game back here. I think NHL All-Star Hockey 96 or 97? I think so. Uh, that's Pavel Burry in the background when he was on the Canucks. So, yeah, it's got to be like 97 or 98 or whatever. So, yeah, that, there he is before he got pissed off and they sent him to Florida. Ah, uh, those were the good old days when players were like, I want to go to Florida instead of wanting to get the hell out of Florida. <laughs> So, oh, that's that. That's always nice to see. And yeah, there's hockey going on. Stanley Cup Finals is still alive. Lame. I I'm hoping because I, I sent you guys on the group chat little thing that the Tampa Mayor said that oh I hope the Lightning let the the Habs win one game so that they could come down to Tampa and they can celebrate down here when they win the cup. So I'm hoping they pull off a 2004 Boston Red Sox. Just do the reverse sweep, and and really stick it to Chumpa Bay, as you had coined it, Charles. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I guess this is what we're gonna kind of lead into. I have not enjoyed anything about <laughs> this damn hockey or well NBA playoffs. I've enjoyed it in spurts. It's just you know, there's a lot of pie that had to be had, and there's still more coming, kids. Mm. A whole pie, and it's like the unhealthy pie. It's going to be the pie that's going to kill me be the end of me, but we'll talk about it to get there. But I, I really watched like two series in hockey, and they were all like the East and the West. Is I, I know that's not the brackets, but don't ask me to like <laughs> to actually remember everything coming into it. Um, but I really had to kind of go into that focus, and 
Man, everything's just lame. Everything's just lame. This whole playoffs is lame. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I don't mind the Lightning doing back-to-back. I, I actually enjoy that. I think that's good for sports sometimes when you were the best team two years ago. You get knocked out with the first or the second round, and then you're the best team last year, and you won it, and you're back in. I think that says something. I think it builds stability. But I, I, I just generally don't like sweeps in finals, and we might get them in both NHL and NBA. And Maybe. with the mayor making the statements, I get it because, yes, it's a home team and you want them to kind of like, you know, celebrate. But still, though, that's kind of, I don't know if it's assaulting or not. And also, when we talk about Trump Bay, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say it. I really just, I don't know if I want to deal with certain fans of the Lightning just no. not about back to back. Andrew, shut just, up about it back-to-back. just Tampa fans in general now that they, seriously this okay oh the rays are good the lightning are good and the bucks oh, oh it's getting annoying now it, it's 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 not it's not fun it's not fun especially down here when it's like well we had all the championships they just they're spread out is <laughs> all you know the dolphins had their era the marlins had their era and the heat had their era and the panthers haven't had an era have- you can't have the Lightning win back-to-back for a very foundational reason um, because it takes away who was intending to bring hockey into Florida, which was the Panthers. Well, the Lightning it's, were first. Lightning first. They were 2000-something. But I- I'm talking about the modern-day stuff. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you got to go modern-day. And, Freddie, I acknowledge the no-hitter that happened in Tampa. Unfortunately, the MLB rules do not acknowledge yeah. the, um, the, the no-hitter in Tampa. So there you go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I think about it this way. Out of all the Tampa teams to go back-to-back, and, no, we're only considering Lightning and Bucks because the Rays haven't done anything. They might not even make it into the playoffs this year. It's very competitive AL or everybody else is just bad. But I digress. Um What's, but, okay, you know, so I, what's I, with the Cleveland Indians? What, okay, I, just just on the side, the Indians. Oh, how many times? I think this is the third time they've been no hit this season. Yeah, in well, some sort of their whole. Who, who's their hitters, man? They're literally out of go. Yeah, can't anybody on that team? Uh, all I know is uh, Jose Jose Ramirez because he was playing on the Marlins, and I'm not. And they got rid of Lindor. And... Damn it! I forgot to grab this Pokemon. Uh, that's a side story i was yeah. so intent on getting the battle xp that i'm like oh i have this guy <sighs> yeah. but they got lindor but lindor had out and then Corral, you know they're pitchers because yeah. that's what they want that's what that's what cleveland wants to be you know remembered for because yeah. the only last great but... hitter i can think of was erasmus ramirez and that's guys we're like talking <laughs> seven years ago not even that we're talking 10 years ago yeah this this is uh let's see so the yeah, the Indians were hanging around with the White Sox for quite a bit, but now they've lost like nine games in a row, and it seems like this is the team that they were supposed to be. Yeah, this was well, the team well, that they were supposed to be. So let's this... just let's just say it. Last year's uh, you know pandemic season really was a pandemic season. Case yeah. in point, Minnesota Twins. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. These, and look, it's teams that can rake, sure, but do they have the pitching? And then eventually, like the way that they're structured with the way they rake is it's really all or nothing. And when they're on nothing, they are nothing. <laughs> they are nothing. Henceforth, why they've been no hit. Like, the, their guys are, like, if you if you just look at them, they, they're they just guys that, yeah, they'll get you the big boppers, but, you know, these guys are hitting 240, 230, 220. 
<laughs> so you're, yeah, and you're gonna get and no they hitters. Are, they are the definition of what you call small ball in baseball and it's not like basketball it's literally just like we're lucky they're not high slugging percentages either because you know here's the thing they're more probably strikeouts because you have batting average and i know we kind of hate metrics but i always kind of appreciate metrics when it comes to baseball because batting average does not portray like when you are connecting how far are you connecting out right um but looking into some of the other stuff that's coming in, it, it, some of these guys are known for long balls, also just strike out a lot. Case in point, two of my Yankees, Clint Frazier and hmm. um, Sanchez. Yeah. You know, that, that's just, they're, they're, it's do or die. That's literally the mentality. And yes, that is the modern day hitting anyway, but we'll, we'll talk about the top of it. But Cleveland is just, since their World Series loss to the Cubs, they've kind of been like objectively will be above average because we weren't really that noticeable until we had cc sabathia and then um you know that that season they won had like 100 wins everything else is just kind of like in the in between and they got tito over there with terry francona that was more of a not noticeable hire but what do you come out of it with everything else yeah um, and, so and, the, and the, right it seems now, like they had a good team it's just that they are not willing to spend the money spend. Yeah, so. And I, I don't kind of blame them because if you know you'd rather like develop in full than build after, sure. I think the issue that comes of it is just how do you expect to generate revenue in a COVID era time? And because I, I think you would agree with me, you got another season, at least of this nonsense. You yeah. need that player, that marketable player, and you trade away your marketable player. And I think at the end of the day, Louis, uh, I only wanted like 11 years. 10 years and he's what 26 so let me let me look at those statistics because i don't even recall if the mets actually gave it to him but lindor yeah yeah, yeah lindor got yeah he got because i think yeah he got the big one he got the big rod um and he's at a position that is super noticeable i mean shortstops come down doesn't so when you're actually mr shortstop it means something um i want to see how much money he now got. how boring but, is the stanley cup final when we just jumped into baseball <laughs> Serious. Well, you know that's. More well, I mean, there was a it was an overtime game that the Habs won. Great. Yeah. Well, and, okay. And good. I'm hoping they almost lost it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I almost feel like the mayor was like he did have influence. Like, come on, man. Let them. All right, Lindor's contract, ten years, three hundred forty-one million. Not the worst. It's basically in comparison with everybody else, and he's twenty-seven. So, and the NL is going to eventually get a designated hitter, so yeah. you can always shift him. But he's not like Mr. Power hitter. But no. um, it, it just it depends. Look, we all know we all know ML contracts are trash. I'm just trying to make it work here because ten years is the new norm. If you want to make it better, just do eight years and prorate that sun gun higher, straight up, right? Mm. Or just butt load it in the front of the way that certain Trevor Bauer. Which even though Andrew's not here, we're gonna talk about that because. I guess we got to talk about it. But back to the hockey thing is, like, they barely won that. So how am I – it's not even like an OT thriller when you're oh, – damn it, I did it again, Francisco, because I'm, I'm, I'm making my guys – we mentioned Wu-Tang Land, and, you know, I was telling them protect the necks, but we don't protect the necks of the Pokemon that I'm trying to catch. Dang it, it's okay. That Pokedex is there. Oh, no, I did catch him. Cool. Um <laughs> But with, with, like, hockey games that are coming back, you're like, yeah, this is great. But it feels like since my adopted Boston Bruins were eliminated, I just don't care anymore. Hmm. And I don't know, man. For me, I can't name you a single team on, was it Montreal? I know That's the people from player. Tampa. Yeah, I can't uh, say a single anything. I, 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 you know, they're Habs, and I had to look to see what Habs actually, why their nicknames were the Habs. 
and I found les, out why I'm like that. Les habitants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of stupid. Why don't you just call yourself the Montreal habitants? Yeah, that's cool. I can work with that as opposed to what the Canadians. Like, mm. yeah. you're more of a pejorative. You're you're a pejorative. Ew. I wonder what I wonder what they would call themselves if if Quebec ever tried to secede from the rest of Canada like they like they're trying like some people in, in Quebec try want to do. So Quebecas played off of Chewbacca's Quebec, and I mean they're the Quebecois, I guess. Montreal Quebecois, I have no idea. I have no clue. <laughs> um, oh boy. It's just, it's just weird, but it's just not interesting. I, I know the lightning players but I, I think par- partially there's also no mark of Google. Do you know anybody on the Quebecas, as we're going to call them, with a little Hispanic accent? I mean, I do, yes, but I, I get your, your, your. I mean, aside, I mean, the goalie for is Carey Price, so that that's probably the. If you were to yeah, know I, one guy, guy would be loyal like, to him because he's like there for eight years, right? He, I mean, yeah, he's been there forever, and he's he's yeah. he's really good, and yeah. He probably will make the Hall of Fame just by accumulating all those numbers. I mean, he's been playing the league this long anyway, so... Uh, Side note, my adorable Grookie is evolving right now. <laughs> yes. I named him Grookie Pie, because I, I don't know what it is, Sword and Shield, most adorable Pokemons. Yeah. This is wholesome content, kids. <laughs> you know, if the, if the Olympics can use, like, Water Polo as a real stat, I can use my Pokemon Shield stuff as are there. But I, I just haven't been interested in it. And do I want the reverse sweep? Obviously. But the Lightning win it, it's the lesser volumes because I don't know if we can do another Buccaneer back-to-back. I don't think we can. It, it would just be too terrible because it's not – it's the Tom Brady legacy. It's the legacy of everybody else. But it's all, you got you got to pick a poison, man. Yeah. Are we not used to Brady just winning them too much? Mm, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, where were we? Well, man, we are all um, over the we place. Were, we, we didn't even talk about we went to baseball. We talked yeah. about Cleveland. We didn't. We didn't talk about the Mech Warrior Five. You know, Mech Warrior Five. You know, speaking of back to back to backs, I remember playing Mech Warrior Three on my PC back in the day, sixteen years ago. Uh, go play it now. It's fun. Make your mechs destroy stuff. If I had a gaming laptop, which I think this could probably hold Mech Warrior Five, but go do it. As Grookey Pie becomes, I don't know what the evolution is. We're about to find out. Let's do this. Oh man, he he looks like a rabid. He's a thwacky, so he's a thwacky pie. Yeah. Why would you want to name a Pokemon that is the sound effect for masturbation? <laughs> he's thwacking in the corner. Thwack fap. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. He, he literally looks like a uh, a yellow, uh, well, uh, a did... banana-flavored uh, Willy Wonka candy. I I, what's I'm, I'm going to go to the search bar. I don't know why. Oh, oh, I accidentally left it to the cage with Charles. We're not there yet, folks. We're not, not. We're not there yet. Not yet. We're not there we're, yet. We're not, we're not yet. But, but I mean, uh, is there anything? Let, let's keep it focused. Is there anything that you feel Montreal needs to do to sustain themselves? What I mean, really honestly, it just seems like it's an offensive score out. They just need to play goal better, like you know, defense. I mean, that's essentially the only thing that they 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 have to do. But it's really hard for them to try and contain that offense. It's the only way that they can win. And try and get lucky to get something past Vasilevsky. That's probably the only real thing that they can do. And just grind out three more victories to try and take this damn thing. Because that seems to be the way it's going to be. Because you saw what happened the one game that they won. It's the one game that they Tampa had a hard time playing. So, and, 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 and honestly, that's probably the, the way the... 
the Panthers got their two victories is to try and make Tampa work for it, like really work for it. Like just at this point, you got nothing to lose. Beat, beat, beat you, you know, yeah, just, 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 you know, slash, slash Stamkos, you know, just absolutely go to town on them. <laughs> they can't suspend all of you. <laughs> Do you think they're playing harder or this fantastic against the um, Quebecians, as I'll call them from now on, because of the fact that Stamkos is really just a uh, a a a a paper champion last year because he was hurt, right? And he came back for like he one just game, he had yeah he had the, he did the Kirk Gibson thing, just one going out in a blaze of glory, one thing, and that was it. So yeah, now now he's like uh uh-uh, uh y'all ain't gonna compare me to the Carson Wentz. We're not. We're gonna show you what happens because I've seen his stats. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like this is this is some stuff right there. And it, because I don't think people are realizing, it is so hard to score four goals by the second period. I would feel, and that was like game one and two of the Stanley Cup Finals. And then we're going to game three, and like they barely got. They were coming closer too, but man, I, and I don't know. I, I'm okay, like I said, Tampa won, but. I, I just want to be interesting. I want that text message from you that says, "Hey, you know, they're out of game." Oh no! It, yeah, it'd be, awesome. it. it'd be so awesome. It'd be awesome if Montreal just pushes it to Game Seven. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Because uh-huh. there's nothing worse I feel than being a fan of an organization and then suffering with incompetent coaching that screws you over in the and finals. I there's think... plenty of coaches and managers and fan bases that can attest to that pain. I think Tampa and. Maybe it would also kind of more legitimize their championship if they did barely win it. Because, I mean, people keep throwing out the Mickey Mouse thing. that They're throwing it out for the Lakers for last season. But, of course, anything with LeBron, people try and diminish. I get that. Yeah. But, yeah, they got AD and LeBron healthy. And they could carry those a bunch of scrubs to, to a championship. Sure. You know? Yeah. I don't know, man, but they're already they're already legitimized to a degree because a year prior they were the number one ranked team in the NHL, right? Yeah, I uh, yeah. I mean, like, once again, they sessions. won. They won under the circumstances and all that stuff. But I, I also like to. I, I'm also kind of hoping Andrew somehow replays yeah. this and is like just steaming <laughs> our comments about the lightning. You know, Kuch, the whole Kucherov thing going against the cap and stuff like that and and well, i and i still maintain the argument that he got the surgery on purpose he got the surgery <laughs> on purpose i'm still gonna maintain that fact all right okay. I, i'm not okay. gonna be like oh he, he you think he would go through all of that going through surgery and the physical therapy and the pain i'm like hell yeah he would yeah, he already won the stand- honor he already sports. got a ring he already He's got a ring sports exactly exactly okay he already got his ring. He's going to get paid to sit around on his ass for a bit and just chill and then come back nice and fresh for the playoffs. I take that. I would take that. He's and because of the quick turnaround from from one season to the other, that's probably the best strategy cuz he saw what happened in cricket in hockey and in basketball with the injuries. Oh, but what what thing? You know, let every fan base that wasn't Lakers or the Heat be like, oh, you know, that just happens. There's no such thing as any of those. Yeah, you Shut see, yeah, you see how you see how much that 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 affected everybody. It's the reason we have we have Milwaukee versus Phoenix. 
and we barely have Giannis. Let, let me respect Giannis a little bit. We're going to have our NBA session. We promise you guys we're, we're going to actually make this um, focus just like, you know, you were Eve, fresh out of even Smelton, mm. uh, yeah. out of even Smelton. Smelter, baby. But, yeah. you know, anybody who's Steam. playing – They got a big sound. On, right now on any kind of busted leg ankle anything like that always gets my respect because i have sprained my ankle i have um basically not hyper extended but i've had to have physical therapy on my left knee from kind of putting it to work in that sense because i'm an idiot and anybody who knows me knows i'm an idiot because i overdo it the gym and the exercise nah man you you could pay me all the max contract in either sport i don't know hmm. So respect to them, respect to respect. anybody, and you know I don't think anybody's really injured in the Lightning or the Quebecians, right? No, not from not, what I've not seen. That, not that. I mean, I honestly am not following the Stanley Cup Finals because I just I was so like, oh crap, uh, like uh, Tampa. It'll be some miracle if Montreal wins it, and yeah, they they need some miracles, and maybe it'll happen if they push it to Game Six. I'll probably watch that game. I probably will. Yeah, six and seven. Fives, fives are an elimination game, so it's like you need something that can kind of go there and bring it. But um, it would be kind of interesting to see what they do in between. I just want – you want it to be interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing. You want it to be interesting. I've, I've, got, um, a, I've got a photo of the – Of Thwacky? Yeah, Bulbapedia entry of Thwacky up here. He, he literally looks like – um. Not a yellow airhead, but what's a Laffy Taffy? It looks like a yellow a, a <laughs> yeah. Laffy Taffy with arms. And go. I can't take it seriously. Side note: Yamper is the cutest of Pokemon because it's basically a corgi with yeah. electricity, and I want it. Well, I mean, um, this this Pokemon game is based on London, like England. Yeah, I thought it was Scotland, Ireland. Oh, or basically the UK. Oh, okay, it's basically the UK because they're going on. and saying "lad, lass." Yeah. Like, All right. Yep. But, you know which. I, I guess it, because it's all just going to lead to a global region Pokemon game. Well, well yeah, each game is. I think the black and white was like based on France, and then the sun and moon were Hawaii. So just hoping. Let's get a Florida one. Let's, let's get a Florida based. Pokemon so we game. just basically need everything bug based, snake <laughs> bugs, yeah, pit bulls, crocodile. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, how could we forget about gators? Yeah. Exactly. You can't forget about the brethren there and some, you know, big ass crows some... that are like bigger than they should be. Like, what yeah. are you guys doing? Uh, Florida man, Florida man, Pokemon. Have you a Mister Mine that looks like a Florida man? Yeah. Well, can they just have thinning hair crack addicts with a white tee? <laughs> you know, you don't see those trying to give me Pokemon advice. Damn it. Mm. Oh, I should probably catch this Pokemon. But um, that's all I got in NHL. I don't know if anything's big. They already had the drafting announcements and then went to Buffalo Sabres. I think we talked about that, but that was my pseudo Yeah, update. Yeah, we talked about the, the, the train wreck that is the Buffalo Sabres already. And, and yeah, we're, we're basically, I mean, this is, yeah, this is basically what's going on in the NHL. And then uh, NBA playoffs are happening. So that's, that's fun. So that's game one happened. Phoenix and Milwaukee. <sighs> Phoenix with uh, the game one. Chris Paul, his first ever NBA Finals game. <sighs> you know, put up some damn coin. He put up some points. You know, pretty good points. I, I, I honestly, I, I see Chris Paul. This is basically the basketball version of Alex Ovechkin getting his. 
<sighs> it seems that way. Like this is okay. Guy who's been here playing all these years, more than a decade or so, of just unlike Chris Paul, who's just jumping from team to team to try and find one. Uh, but still, just one of those guys that's like, okay, he's just putting up the numbers and he's there and he's got the reputation and things like that. And then finally, finally getting his shot. And so here it is, one lone, one lone shot at a championship. And Chris Ball did good in game one. The Suns did good in game one. And honestly, Milwaukee needs to win game two. I feel okay, like yeah. It. I'm going to stop being an idiot and just chime in on there. Listen, we talked about it in the group chat, I'm like, F it go Phoenix kind of thing. Mm. Because I was trying to figure out, do I want to support the team that beat the Heat? But I felt they're fraudulent. I, I, I just feel like they're fraud. I feel like Milwaukee is fraudulent. Yes, I know they beat us. Yes, I know they sweeped us. But there's been like two sweeps, so it doesn't even matter. We're not the only team that's been swept. You know, it's okay. It's cool. Um, I just look at it as, don't, don't you want sometimes? Sometimes in sports we like the underdog, but the other constructed narrative is, don't you want the better team in the finals to win, best record, best everything? And that's where it's a Phoenix. And I talked my smack about Devin Booker, and I ate the humble pie on Devin Booker. Mm. I ate the humble pie on Chris Paul because the thing with Chris Paul is I've never said in his 16 years he was trash. It was just more or less like I don't think it's going to fit, and it fits. But the deeper I look into it, I'm caught on the sentimentality of the Phoenix team. I'm caught on the sentimentality of the Phoenix team. And I made a dawning realization, and it didn't register to me until now. There's some loyalty going on. There's some, you know, brothers in arms. And I'm not talking about Chris Paul with his very uh, roguish leadership to Devin Booker and DeAndre Iden demanding boys to be men. Yeah. I forgot, really, that Monty Williams and Chris were, like, coach and player for five years. That's true. Six years. And I can get behind that narrative because I can't get behind on the guess narrative. And, and we guess, want... guess who's their GM? Yeah, we know. The guy whose whose chair is hanging from the Raptors at American Airlines Arena. Yeah, you know what's interesting? He's got um James Jones. James Jones has I was to call him James Johnson because I'm thinking about the other Johnson. But James Jones has like apparently in his final seven seasons, and then as an executive, he's been to the finals. Like there's some there's some Pat Riley there. Yeah. Um, because that was such a weird hire, but he did everything right. He's like, we have the pieces. We need the vet. We need the right coach, which tells us everything that we need to know. That sometimes you need the right coach because I can't get behind the narrative. And nor <gasps> oh my, is that Growlithe? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't think I think you can I, I can get behind the narrative of Chris Paul getting forward Phoenix team suffered for so long haven't really made a finals since you know what 93 something like that yeah um when Charles I, I can get behind right I can get behind that narrative I can get behind the fact that it's Monty and him doing it together versus the narrative of like Giannis just needs to win one we finally get Giannis one that that he's still young I don't like that narrative you know, I, I need more never because I don't find Budenholzer as a fully competent coach because he's that. And we talked about it last show, but it pours over to tell you guys what we've been t- validate what we've been talking about for months is that these coaches are really stuck on being afraid to do adjustments, the call timeouts. It, you know, Phoenix, the closest it was at halftime was like eight. Oh, I almost killed the growl. Okay, we're gonna save it. Um, but it was an eight point lead, and then coming out of the half, it went up to as high as twenty something because. They don't know how to go through rotations. They don't know how to like call the timeouts. And I'm talking about Budenholzer and then the old guard. And for some reason, they just don't have the wherewithal just to break out of that system. And then, then they start switching up and trying out Giannis at the five instead of the four to get better spacing. I'm like, I should have been doing this a while ago because the matchups are just different. Because at least try to foul um, Aiden out 
get him to kind of when you're in the post going from there because Brook Lopez, you know, so and I don't mind Brook Lopez. I think he's had a good resurgence being in yeah. Milwaukee, but you know, Ada's gonna eat him up, man. And even Chris Paul was eating him up because Chris Paul is just the king of like fake flagrants. That he's just kicking them, man. Just stop looking at the replay. But I digress. But I can't get behind the narrative of like, oh, um, you know. This is the opportunity for Giannis to win because Budenholzer doesn't rub it the right way. And that's it's not like it's Jerry Sloan where you're like, man, I really wish Jerry just had the opportunity when he had like the best constructed team when yep. it comes to coach narrative. This isn't like a uh, narrative like the Heat team if you're a non-Heat fan versus Lakers. Like, man, I would really like to see, um, you know, Spo win it without that big megastar uh, coming into it. There, there is no narrative. And I think the only narrative that I've come across in this playoffs from Milwaukee is a bad narrative. You know what the bad narrative is? Giannis, when he's on the floor, suppresses Middleton and Drew because when he wasn't playing those last couple of games in the elimination game of the prior round, um, they were killing it. And Chris Middleton was like, F this nonsense, at least in the second half, trying to do something. But stat sheets, sometimes there's stat sheets when it comes to third and fourth quarter where you're behind by 20. They, they lost by 13, and it could have been much more if Monty didn't want to play with his food. And that was, what was it that Milwaukee threw to us after the sweep? It was like, oh, we knew not to play with our food this time. Phoenix was like, I'm a starving man that's been hungry for days. I've yep. been sitting in a box, man. Mm-hmm. I've been having to eat, you know, uh, army rations compared to you kids at the buffet at the Sizzler. And it's showing. And you need to be hungry. And I think it was something – because I typically hate the TNT or ESPN coaches moment where they you get to live, listen into the huddle because I think it's all just, you know, it takes away the real emotion because when they're not – being seen there's a lot of cursing going on we like that we're we're, we're when it's charles and francisco yeah. really hard r um you know with the the ratings here with like the vulgar language and everything the motivational speeches you know where we we might be more akin to greg williams and andrew might be greg williams with the bounty hunter thing maybe me personally be mm. honest right? but there was something about monty williams and i'm just going to kind of catch it as in the sense of like you know I, I can't recall correctly but it was talking about like you know they're they're not we need to play scared or something like that and play scared, not being scared of fright, but scared is like you. It's that fight or flight, um, you know, feeling or sensation. You know, that you want to play as a team that wanted more because your team should want it more. Because at the end of the day, DeAndre Ayton was what the second pick in the draft, or maybe number yeah. one. Yeah, uh, he he I would, was. One. I don't was he a number one pick? I mean, he got. Uh, he's was, got, he was got a big shoe. Dude. He's with Puma. I know that. I'm checking right now for um, us because it's going to be a summary coming into it. Um, and he's also only 22. Jesus Christ. He, I mean, he like got so 19 good. rebounds in game one. <laughs> he had 22 another one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is some old school stuff that you yeah. and I love because that was more of a heyday. No, dude, he was pick one in 2018. Yeah, okay. Um, and he had that bad rookie year. So, I mean, that stuff matters. It's asking him to, how do you want more? Show that you're first round. Tevin Booker, prove Charles wrong that you're just a stat stuffer. You know, because I, I've been riding on him for two years like that. And I'll eat that humble pie. And then Chris Paul, I'm like, just show him now that you finally got a chance to be at the big one. What are you going to do at the big one in that mm-hmm. sense? Um, so it, 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 there's just too much of a narrative. And don't we want that? Because here's the truth. Millions upon millions of viewers that are watching the NBA Finals, and I can't speak to this in the NHL, so I, I won't. But millions upon millions of people who are in the who are watching the NBA Finals do not have the team that they support in the Finals. <laughs> there is no... Miami Heat, we'll see. There is no Orlando Magics for Andrew. There is not even Lakers, kids. So if you're a fan of the game, you got to pick a team. You can't necessarily pick a player in that sense. So what's the narrative what I'm going for? 
I, I got to go with that narrative that I just talked to you about. There's too much compelling stuff coming in. And also, another narrative to Phoenix of why you support it when it comes to, um, you know, the, 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 I can't speak now. What is it? Because I'm so coming from that. Um, Jones being the GM there, you want to have the success because I think it's going to open up the opportunity for more players to transition to front office roles. Do you want to be a player who just goes to become a coach and you're basically a human meat shield to quote Dan Levitar whenever he says anything? Or do you want to have an executive role? Because I can tell you what I would want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think success, because we talk about it, and I would translate it into the NFL, what Dan Campbell's doing in Detroit, even though I think he's just biting kneecaps means you're just a bunch of, um, you know, it's just hyperbole until you actually do it. But he went and hired his entire staff of men who actually played in the game. You know, they, they, they even have Anthony Lynn as the offensive quarterback. Anthony Lynn had some Bill Walsh roots as a player, man. And then he learned it. They, they hired all these who actually play the game. So you get James Jones. And it's not like James Jones was the most prolific NBA player. But he was just sitting. I know James Jones, he, he's a bench warmer. He's, a practice, he's yeah. basically a practice squad guy. But it's the it, but, but it's the idea that you know, he's sitting there on the bench watching what the coaches are doing, watching all that stuff, and learning from, I guess, the, yeah, the Miami Heat organization. He was with them for a while. He went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland and saw the way they ran things with LeBron there. You know, not even just that. Um, he's not the thing that people need to realize is that. He's not Listen, coming James, at it okay. with a philosophy. I'll check out stuff. Yeah, he, I'll check out stuff. Yeah, I mean, he could also be, you know, a uh, <laughs> he could be in anything. Player we remember forget or a uh, yeah, future yeah. let's all on executives. Mm. But what people need to understand is um, the point that I was making is this is what happens when you do Pokemon, you go on tangents and everything in between. Um, the point coming into it that I was making is essentially this: is that he doesn't have to me what a, f- a philosophy is. You hear that too much. Let's see. So NFL. James Jones, let me see. He played for the Indiana Pacers. So he's with them uh, during uh, those those seasons when they were like fighting the Detroit Pistons. Of course, literally fighting the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I mean, his his stats for the career was five two at yeah. five point two points a game. So, so point yeah, he was there, and yeah, he was probably there for the Malice of the Palace. So he was there there. He went to, so. Let's see. The Pacers were ran by. I think who was their uh, who was their coach at that time? I mean, Larry. No, no, no. Larry was no, no. It wasn't Larry Bird. Uh, it, no, no. I mean, well, no. It Larry was, was um. Like no, it was Carlisle, right? Yeah, Rick Car- Yeah, because he was fired by Detroit, and then Larry Brown took over, and he went to Indiana. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So Carlisle, who's playing with them, no, and he's then back in Indiana. So yeah, and Larry Bird was the I guess like the Pat Riley role. Role so. But, it worked over there because why former player who doesn't have a vision he just knows talent mm-hmm. and then phoenix suns for a couple seasons then and that was i think probably let's see 0607 what, what which which version was that with uh, when they got that's steve nash yeah yeah d'antoni steve nash raja bell amari stoudemire sean marion that, that name just gave me mm-hmm. mike d'antoni so he saw the beginning of that in Phoenix, with the uh, with the way they were running the offense then, which is like a precursor to what what's happening now. And then he went to Portland for a season, and they were uh, he was playing with Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, Nate McMillan was his coach <laughs> there, so there you go. 
and Kevin Pritchard was there, and then he went to Miami and spent all the time here uh, from 08, yeah, uh, yeah, 08 to, to 2014, and he left with LeBron to go to Cleveland, and he retired. So, so yeah, James Jones has picked up a lot of knowledge with the he's seen it all basically all right and it's like you could see it all if you go to mcdonald's get their bts meal yeah we still, still haven't tried it still but we promised we're going to we promise we're going to kids <laughs> but i i think that matters because these gms these people that are coming out of nowhere the vision I'm, I'm gonna give the modern day version right now and i hate to say it because i think i like him as a coach i, I think i like him in general but brad stevens brad stevens was a coach where over in butler comes in no nba experience does pretty well danny h i kind of set everything up a little bit for him and now brad stevens is in his capacity as a uh, he's either a gm or an executive yeah. just the air parent because danny h is out but what's the first thing he does al horford for um kemba yeah. and i i think that's a trade that just nobody wants and the few people that i were talking to about it my friends and everything they're like oh you know it's really just a, a salary dump and everything like that and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but Horford's like 35, 36. And I know he played fine with Oklahoma, but at that skill position, at a power forward center, you don't even have real players. you got to figure out what you want to do with Jalen Brown. These are the tough things, and I think players are always going to know talents. Players are not going to be like um, – they're not going to literally be like LeVar Ball. Yeah, who's yeah. gonna hype up the night? They're gonna know trash from trash. We know that. That's like mm-hmm. the best thing. That's what the whole point of NBA trash talk is. You can never do it on NFL because even the best players get screwed up. You and I both know that. But uh, as Rasheed Wallace used to say, "Ball don't lie." Um, yep. So that stuff kind of comes into I think what players are valuing. I always think that, especially for NBA, because I'm gonna kind of say it, I don't think they have a good contingency plan to a degree for post um, players going into it because either you're going to be stuck on the panelists doing somewhere or um you're going to be hope to be on some of the staff but really who gets put up on a lot of staff stuff um in case you guys didn't see a lot of it it's point guards yeah it's point guards and shooting guards yeah, it's almost like yeah. catchers as managers in baseball you know correct you know a lot of these Just guys guys who these... can read the game that's their job is to read what's going on and what's happening at all times and plan it out yeah, yeah. You gotta think about those guys. Wouldn't you love to see Shaq coaching on a team? It'd be atrocious. But if that's someone of that kind of capability and size, would I not want to see a Timofey Mozgov? That's a callback. Uh, want to kind of go over? It? Sure. You know, Hidu Turkoglu. No, we don't want any of that. I'm just thinking of the way that uh, James Jones constructed this Phoenix team, and bringing in Chris Paul was Jay a, Crowder. I mean, yeah, Jay Crowder too. Uh, but bringing in those guys, Jay Crowder's a fantastic. He's just fantastic glue guy just absolutely he'll do anything essentially what's chris Chris paul and jay crowder known for aggressive hands yeah playing that defense and that's what phoenix was lacking and and chris paul as the surly veteran to kind of because a lot of teams want to construct like philly philly trying to construct their team with a bunch of uh, number one picks and all that stuff, and and it's like this is how it's gonna work and they're gonna win it all and they're gonna learn no you need guys who can be taught to how to win you know you rare there's very rarely players that are that that good that can just lead like even Dwayne Wade learned under like I mean Pat Riley brought in Gary Payton he brought in Shaq he brought in Alonzo Mourning I mean what a way to learn under those guys 
and then doing his thing in the 2006 finals, you know? And so he saw, because Chris Paul, like, there was like the whole narrative, oh, he's a bad teammate, especially when he was in Houston with James Harden and all that stuff. And then like, he, well, James Harden was not the best teammate. Ever, exactly. So, so, so you had that. And then he goes to like, it's, it's almost like, oh, he's been banished to Oklahoma City, you know? And then he, he, that Thunder team was pretty damn good. And I think it's because of him. And his and we influence for on that guys. Thunder team yeah. last year. Because we were like, oh man, Harden Revenge game, let's do this. Exactly. So so Chris Paul he showed people that he wasn't gonna be like like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson did not wanna be like this you know, wise old veteran trying to teach the kids and all that stuff. No, he 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 was like, I'm the number one option at all times, no matter yeah, how you, damn old my knees are. But there's there are two different kind of players, I'm gonna tell you why. I, I well um, yeah. Still, and, and I'm gonna look at it. I'm just thinking I'm of it like say, of, of a uh, just the perspective of being the number one guy, and but and just I taking it upon yourself to recognize that hey, I'm good and all, but I'm you know I'm running out of time, and and these guys can help me out if I just yeah. teach them right. But I, I'm gonna I actually think that's a good comparison because I see that issue of those two disparities five years from now, and. The reason why I say it's a two different issues is because we can't compare it to AI and Philly. You compare it to AI and Denver, mm-hmm. and it goes back to the structure of what they had. Because what was AI in Denver when he was on the fledging years? Like he was good for two years and then kind of went out. It was um, it was him, Mello. But then who was there? The coach. And who was whom was the coach? George Carl. What is George Carl? Right. George Carl was there. Stuck to what I talk about. Where yeah. You have more of like how to work with a better positioned team as opposed to knowing how to work with the players. Because Monty Williams is a young coach, man. Like, you know, he, he, he's been around for so long because that's what happens. If you're good at what you do, either as an assistant or an advisor, because he was also advisor for Golden Monty State. Williams. Oh, he's 49. Yeah, he's so this 49. guy was coaching. He was coaching in like late 30s. 2005. Yeah, so he played, let's see, he's, he's, he played from 94 to 2003, Knicks, Spurs, Nuggets, Magic, and Sixers. Correct. And then he was the assistant coach for the Blazers for like six seasons. And then he goes to New Orleans and becomes their head coach. And that's 2010, so that's 10 years ago. So 39 is when right. he's coaching. So he goes to New Orleans, is their head coach with them, and you know, is, is with Chris Paul for a bit. Chris Paul gets a trade out and all that stuff. And, and you know, the Hornets just, or New Orleans, whatever, the Pelicans, whatever you want to call them. Trash. Yeah, it's just a bad organization. So, definition uh, of instability. Yeah. So then he goes to, then he goes to OKC, becomes an assist, uh, assistant coach again. OKC for a couple seasons, then goes off to Philly. Assistant coach there gets gets back. I guess learns he learns, and then he's back in Phoenix now. Nice young team, and James Jones gave him the tools to kind of take them to that next level. And the, the comparison and, back and to you, him and Iverson is just different kind of coaches that give yeah. you that flexibility to lead, to lead it in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, Iverson, if Iverson, even though he's missed the last shot, he's going to tell you you should pass the ball to me because I can actually beat that matchup. And, and once again, like you, you were saying, 
because that's like the one of the criticisms we have against Doc Rivers is like, I mean, this guy what was the last time Doc Rivers actually played an NBA game. You know, the game was so much different the last time he actually played it compared to Monty Williams, who went out in 2003. Then two seasons later, he's on the bench uh, on a coaching staff. Right. And he sees like the evolution of the game because he's with Portland and he sees, you know, like you had those Suns teams, you had the Lakers. Uh, you have the Mavericks and all that stuff, and then he he's with the Pelicans, coaching them, and he's seen the beginnings of the Golden State Warriors and how they're doing things. Then he goes to LKC, once again, sees the Warriors just dominating all that stuff, and same thing in Philly. He goes off to Philly, sees the way the Cavs are doing it and all that stuff, and, and sees the way that Philly was trying to do it, but couldn't do it. And now goes to Phoenix. It's like, well... Uh, definitely not gonna do what Philly is doing. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> I guess hey, it ain't working. And lo and behold, he's in the finals with a shot. Three more, three more games, three more wins. That's all they. That's all they need. And we want that narrative. You know, if I have to eat humble pie, it's just basically like eating a salad. I don't want to eat a salad, but I don't want to go to my final destination at a much earlier age than I anticipated. So that's my mindset, and that's how I feel with this humble pie. But that's really all I got from this. I know it's game one going to game two. Milwaukee has to win it because you look lethargic. You know, you look like very much like Montreal. We're just very happy to be here. And you shouldn't have that sense of complacency because there's 28 other teams that would kill to be in your position, and, and I think would play harder. And, and who's to say Milwaukee's going to be back here anytime soon again? Who's to say that those guys on that roster right now are going you know? to be there? Because if you get Drew Holiday and you ate that fat contract from New Orleans just to um, get to the finals and get swept and sweeping, that looks like a possibility, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like a strong possibility. And what happens, I wonder, it's like, what's the point of this big-ass contract? that you're taking upon yourself so how do you want to proceed from there and i really think that's what you have to cognitively go into and see because you gotta do you want to even eat um the contract of middleton you know it's a thing where it's like okay it's just him and Giannis not going to work together and it really shows that way and you kind of have the mouses and then maybe maybe the little seed in the back of your mind goes and says man Giannis just can't stay healthy in the playoffs Back to back, man. Happened last year. Mm-hmm. Happened this year. And he, look, he's playing a sounding. He's doing the Joel and B. Where I'm just like, damn, man. They're really just kind of both doing into it. But what is what is your health? What is the longevity of your position? If what if I mean Sarich, you know, over in Phoenix, who's just a very like low end guy, tore his ACL. What if Giannis didn't hyperextend his knee and then he's out for um, the entire year? You tear your ACL now. You ain't coming back till next August. Yep. You're out of the season. You're missing the season. I, I think those are the big, like, mm, you know, questions. And that's just me because what people need to understand in basketball, there is no such thing as loyalty. Only like three guys that I could think of off the top of my <laughs> the hand Heater. played. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about Heck, like player longevity oh, to stay yeah. them because if yeah. we only have one person, and that's UD. Who yeah. stayed forever and ever? Yep. Wade was not. Kobe? Yeah. Wade? Uh, well, not well, Wade. No, no. Kobe? Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking on something, but uh, Kobe won. But 
UD, Kobe, um, you Let's know, see. big fundamentals, big fundamentals. Yeah. Um, everybody else kind of goes and left and everything like that. So why can't you trade Giannis? You, you're telling me you can get a big package for Giannis? Yeah, that's Is true. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna suck for like oh season ticket holders and all that stuff, but but if, if the Pelicans can get um, Zion Williams after trading away Anthony Davis because the NBA is rigged, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I would, I, but would you? Just happen, you're, yeah, you, yeah. Think of it because your, your lottery chances are high. Yeah, it's rigged. And hopefully you've got the 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 wherewithal to. I mean, that's the thing. That, but well, did Milwaukee Giannis... fall into Giannis, though? I mean, because they... Was, oh, Giannis... Jason Kidd slightly developed him, and then um, Bud came in. But I'm just saying, like, him being selected by Milwaukee... Let's see, what what was he? He was drafted yeah. 15th overall. So it wasn't even like... Yeah. He wasn't handed to... It wasn't like a rig thing where he's just given the number one pick, and that's, that's the way it's going to go down. So... Two things I would contend I, with. I just, is this. I just think like the NBA, like, do they want Milwaukee, Wisconsin to be the team to be promoted? You know, it seemed like they wanted more of the oh with the Lakers. Like, and yes, we're we're putting on the tinfoil hats right now, but yeah. uh, but well, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. It's like, well, how could we justify getting Anthony Davis to Los Angeles? Well, why don't we give the New Orleans Pelicans the number one pick just to make it seem like it's nice and fair? <laughs> so, yep. hey, we got this uh, freak of nature that's coming out of Duke that could help them out. Yeah, that's great, perfect. Everything lines up, so so it looks like it's all nice and fair. That's 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 the way it went down. That's so the, the way it went down. Hit on Giannis though is because we say you know he wasn't gifted, but he fell fell to fifteen. But what what was he drafted? Twenty fifteen. Um, international players are not twenty thirteen. Wow. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Definitely, international players are not as heavily scouted and imposed upon the way they are now within the last three four years. Yeah. Because for how, how do I want to? What names do I want to bring up here? Andrea Bargnani. You get him early in the Knicks, two thousand five. No, maybe a couple of years, two thousand eight. Oopsies. Burn badly. Um, yep. You know, uh, Kosa Kufus play very badly. These are some names that we're talking about. Really, to play. You know, to <laughs> play. I remember uh, forgets. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Kamen. Even I'm just gonna say it like that. Even though he's like German but dual nationality. Um, I, I'm just gonna go for example because there was a few of them I was looking into. Uh, anybody who is like Croatian with big ass eyebrows, <laughs> they, they were drafted, and then you're like, oh, this is kind of trash. But now the last couple of years, um, it's changed because you have your Joker, Jokers. You have, you know, there's another thing I'm segment to that. But you have your Jokers, you have your yeah. Lucas, you have your Ricky Rubio's. Man, Ricky Rubio yeah. spurned everybody when you think on yeah. it because Goron. he could he had eight years and he could have, well go on. It was a. I had to earn it, and I had to be in the right system, which was in Phoenix. And they came into it, and then it came to Miami. Phoenix with the three it. point guards. <laughs> oh, what a what a trash show! Um, yeah, with, uh, with Horace. Look, look how, yeah, look how look how fantastically since. No wonder Eddie Jones got the executive of the year. Sheesh. No, or James is. Jones. Gosh darn it! Now I'm getting my Joneses mixed up. <laughs> well, I said Eddie Jones. It's tough, man. You're going through there. But, you know, now it's different because the international guys are just – they're better than the college kids. The only one who I think has been kind of a big fail for me, and it, maybe it's not fair, but it, it is. But, of course, it's a the worst evaluator of a front office going from coach to front office, which is Phil, which is Frank uh, Nakia over mm-hmm. in the Knicks. He plays. I know he plays. 
I know what he does. I know that um, a certain man is not fond of him in Tom Thibodeau. And here's the thing about Tibbs. If he doesn't like you after, like, game one, you ain't playing at all. Yep. Um, no love. But the international thing's different. So if Giannis is out there, but they're going to scout higher, they're going to rig it, it's going to be perfect. And the one thing I'm also going to bring back to trading Giannis, what have we learned from Embiid, Giannis, and Joker, I feel? Maybe big men who can shoot the three are kind of overrated. They're great. They're not a dime a dozen. We can contest that, and we can agree with that. But have those big three won you? And I understand titles are a team effort, but those big three didn't even take you to a finals. Giannis didn't take you to a finals. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday did, technically. You, we thought you were all getting eliminated. We thought, like, okay, Atlanta's going. Um, Joker can't seem – I mean, granted, with certain injuries, but what could he do? I mean, and then when you Embiid, lose Jamal Murray, it yeah, seems – yeah. But, you know, we, we, we sometimes one man will put your uh, – Shaq is the big man who led you to the finals. Really, a couple of years ago. I mean, it was pending on all that stuff. But you always need a one-two, and at least there was a two somewhere in there because that's where Michael Porter Jr. was coming into it. You can't tell me he wasn't playing lights out when he went, like, 15 for, uh, like, 17 on threes mm. in the series against uh, Utah. I and mean, Utah, like, Rudy Rashad three couldn't get you anywhere. So maybe are we just kind of overthinking it? Maybe, you know, if I trade Giannis, I, I, I can tell you I can get a good package. Sustainability, because that oh, team's yeah. going to get too expensive. They couldn't afford Malcolm Brogdon. And you know what? Malcolm Brogdon would actually been perfect for them now in this whole portion, I would feel. Hmm. We went in depth on the NBA. Uh, hey, man, look, we actually sounded in? like we were talking about. I mean, we actually we did research mid-segment, too. Sheesh. I, I I was recalling. Mean, I, I I like recalling, uh, like mid two thousands NBA because that's when I was like really getting into it to start yeah, out as my fandom. To, I mean, there's just there's just so much of it when we're talking about like Eastern European like NBA players <laughs> that could do. Because I was looking at the other day, I was like looking at the two two thousand five NBA draft. I'm gonna look at it now just to give you Andrew Bogut, Bud, Australia, but Bud. I mean, you know, mm. that's just a typical pro's typical center. But there was another name that I, I threw out, and then it, you're gonna be like, "Holy crap, Charles! I can't believe that still happened." Because I was looking into all these other cats. Oh man, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it now. That, that's what we should probably do on the Andrewless episodes. Like, oh, can we believe we avoided these guys? Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> but it, it kind of matters because it's a new wave now, especially since if you're in the and, and we should talk about i guess a little bit about the draft to a degree because it's coming up you guys might be able to see our, hear our fast well, I, no i can't i can't once again i i hate prospects i hate drafts yeah. i hate young players <laughs> but there but there you go though it's because now the international players are better you're not dealing oh i get your, that uh, your, your typical guys you're not dealing with a Oleski Petrov from in fact, Washington drafted in 2005. In, in fact, yeah, I think they were. I mean, I guess teams had to kind of go through the growing pains of that, just trying to find guys out there. But now you're getting legit talent coming from these international leagues. So I much so. have them with a COVID, you know, COVID crisis. So um, much so that schools. Like, like kids here that don't want to go to college and want to go, they can just go there immediately, get paid, play against actual real men. Because I mean, we've seen college basketball. Have you seen a college basketball game lately? 
like, like took a lot for me to watch the Baylor game. It's all it's very hard to watch college basketball. I don't know if it was better back in the day, before the one and done rule. I have no idea. I think that was the whole reason the one and done was like the NBA trying to throw the NCAA a bone. Like, okay, we're gonna put a rule. That way, you guys have some actual talent because all these kids are now coming out of high school and rather <laughs> instead of foregoing uh, and foregoing the the college experience. Because, man, it is rough. It is rough. Those are actual student athletes. <laughs> those are guys who are basically trained into it. But those are, those are future insurance players. salesmen, that's for sure. Damn right. But with the international guys, too, is they're playing that pro level at 16. That's what Luca was doing for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. It's the same thing in the NHL. But it's kind of different in hockey. Uh, maybe maybe I'm, I'm, I'm stretching that a bit because... Because, uh, like, the junior hockey is in the NHL. Yeah, there's many levels so, of them. So much better than... But I think junior level, the ju- major juniors, I think... I don't know if BU's even listening to this, but I think are, are better than NCAA level players for the most part. Sorry, Where, BU, you know, it's true. Yeah. Whereas... And I would think that players coming from internationally, like Russia or Finland or Sweden or what have you... I think those guys may even be also be more talented than NCAA college players so coming can into I it. Give you, can I give you the name of the all-defining worst international kind of pick that you can have if you're an established team? Uh, uh, Darko? <laughs> almost. Almost went with Darko. You know who the <laughs> other equivalent was? Sasha Vujovic from the Lakers. In oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, let that sink in. Darko was the other one. Yeah. Oh, man. And could you imagine the Pistons had selected Carmelo? Dear Lord. That'd be unhealthy. If they had selected Carmelo after, like, let's see. Darko was, no, he was sitting on their bench when they won that that, uh, that, that championship against the Lakers. But they could have, that would have been a dice. That probably would have been a But that's the thing. That was the Wade. That was, the, that was basically the best draft, I think, since... Um... Magic and Larry, right? Because it was LeBron, Melo, Bosch, Wade, um, and then Darko goes into number two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Man, Darko. Player, remember, forget. Let's just transition to this. Isn't it? <laughs> Darko Milicic. I, I don't. Center power forward. How long did he Drafted play? by Detroit. Not a lot. 468 games for his career, averaging six points, four <sighs> rebounds. Um, I mean, sheesh. Started out with Detroit, then went to Toronto, then Orlando, then Memphis, then he to the Knicks. We of course he went to Orlando. <laughs> From 2003 to 2013, I think this is like my first like, player to ever forget, but he was on my like thing, so I yeah. decided to kind of talk to him. Oh, no. He, um, yeah, let's see. Oh, my got God. Got basically a throwaway uh, ring. Drafted second, probably the best NBA draft out there. He was with the Boston Celtics? Really? Oh, he yeah, played one game. Never mind. Okay, never said that. Uh, Minnesota, New York, uh, Memphis, Orlando. Sheesh. From Man, Serbia. Orlando will take anybody, won't they? Yep. Yikes. They will take anybody's trash and try and turn it into treasure. Yep. And they put him some full-time minutes. <laughs> full-time minutes, man. This is just not good. Yeah. The whole point is, like, he was so... We remember it because it's kind of laughable. 
he is the like quintessential definition of what I've spoken about. Um, is that really his nickname, the Human Victory Cigar? Human Victory Cigar, love it because that you know, must have come from Serbia because there's no way that was given to him in the NBA. Serbian leagues are different, right? <laughs> you know, a Dollar Tree cigar. That's it. Gas station cigar. That's what you call. Um, I don't know if I got anything else to say to him or about him on that except for it was always kind of laughable and then you know some of his career averages he was making he went the highest at 8.8 for the game but even a rebound and here's the thing you guys gotta understand lottery pick what top 12 top five is usually there you don't go to the potential you're like this guy is at least going to play coming into it and it's been that way for 20 years and this is bad Darko, player rumor forget. Um, you and Sasha, you're my prime examples of how international players are not you guys anymore. Because in comparison, you have Joker doing Joker things. Yeah. Um, even Yusuf Nurkic is another example. Yeah. And we we really went down that rabbit hole. Today, yeah. But we led it to somewhere. And it led us to. Um, gosh darn it! And I should be much more quicker on these transitions. But yeah, we're from non-sponsors. People, places, things, concepts, what have you, that I've been and Charles has been enjoying over the last week. So, got a food-based one for you guys. Hope you guys will like this one. And it's really a nondescript, to be honest, because uh, kind of kind of been bad lately with my eating <laughs> since the Fourth of July. Man. I haven't been gaining weight. I haven't been gaining weight, so the metabolism is holding strong for now. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not been good. So tomorrow I, I I will try to contain myself for the most part. But you know we're 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 trying we're trying here. But uh, and I might go to the baseball game this Saturday against uh, the Marlins against the Braves because it's Venezuelan Heritage Night and they are going to be selling arepas and stuff so i'm i'm like psyched i'm like i'm like really psyched and because of that i've been eating arepas the last couple days but that's not actually what i've been trying to not what i'm my non-sponsor because because arepas are non-sponsors every day okay much like jimmy butler is man crush monday every day and a certain a certain hussy is trying to take her take him away from me so. Oh my god, that's timeline <laughs> that, that, we're gonna talk not... about it after this <laughs> Because there's but nothing else going on. We're, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> Maybe Maria Taylor could take over our show. I don't mind. Well, you know, we, we could use a vacation. <laughs> she, she could take it if she wants. We'll get the royalties. That's fine. I don't mind. We'll... <laughs> we, we, we're just okay with female broadcasters with us. Yeah, so, that's fine, man. Right. Jeez, we try to get Linda Cohn on here. We tried. We, up, we, we, man? yeah, we've, I've, I've tagged her on a couple tweets. Like, hey, you know, come talk about how you hate the Stanley you know? Cup Finals. Are, right are now. you go girls? I always tag them if they have a Twitter account. Like, hoping and praying. So, yeah. there you go. A- anyways, uh, Charles, it, it's not an ep, but this time it's empanadas. Oh hell yeah, empanadas. Empanadas every day, baby. Yeah. So empanadas, they're good turnovers which is what you know dirty gringos call them but it's not the same it ain't the same man turnovers i mean even the name turnover is is, 
it's worse than empanada. Empanada, yeah. that just sounds like deliciousness, man. Yeah, technically, a and this is controversial. This is almost as controversial Ooh. as it's a hot dog, a sandwich. <laughs> um, and we've, man, that's what we really should do. We should go back to those kind of thought process between mm. that and uh, burritos or tacos. But technically, and you might punch me in the face. This might end our friendship that we've known each other for <laughs> six years. Well, I'm on. the one who um, said that the uh, KFC had. Uh, rats inside of it well i mean it probably Monkers? does but i'm just saying so but yeah, this so is where it's gonna get super <laughs> this is where we're gonna get super controversial here technically empanadas are hot pockets i was literally having this conversation with my mother the other day and then there was like the baffledness that comes uh, in I... yeah but yeah i know you don't want to acknowledge it <laughs> it's like that that meme with like <laughs> With, with like uh uh was it i don't know man I, I, like the the meme with like uh zach galifianakis and in, in uh in fucking the hangover the first one yeah. and then he's like they go to the casino he's doing all that stuff well, man, i'm just like seeing the numbers going across trying to think like yeah yeah trying to put it together there's so many other ones where they're I'll, like i'll be i'll be charlie by the end up. of it with like uh pepe silvia <laughs> like in the mail room yeah. But we'll, we'll let, let's do the non-sponsor, and then we're gonna we're gonna dive into food because Francisco and I love our food, and okay. we're, we're gonna talk about that. We we can't. We gotta do it. I mean, the reason why, and it, you know, you can get empanadas. Play smelter while you're eating empanadas. That's probably a good idea. You know? Eden's empanadas. That's her bakery. That's how she makes her money on the side to go slaughter the people after being cast out of Eden. Yeah. So so here here I, I went to a place called Eparepa because my normal Arepa place that I went to was closed yesterday, which. Which I, I was distraught for a bit, Charles. I was I was distraught. Mm. I usually I go on closed DoorDash, permanently? huh? Closed permanently? No, 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 no. Just just closed for the day. Just closed for the day. Okay. Uh, thank, thank thank God. But they were, uh, they they were closed. I, I usually I order them on DoorDash. I then I go pick it up because it's on my way to work, and then I, I chow down, and so I was, I was looking forward to it. I, I hadn't eaten there at epa isn't in a bit and i was like okay here we go let's let's do it let's let's have some at epa so I'm, I'm getting psyched i'm i'm trying to work my up, way up to, to saturday when i'll probably just have an epa at the baseball stadium which is already sounds like heaven to me so 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 i i was distraught for a bit i'm like oh i still want at epas but now i gotta find it someplace else so i i looked i looked at the nearest place near my job and there was this place called Eparepa in Doral. I think they have a Kendall location if you want to go all the way out to freaking Greece or something to try and get that. Because I sure as hell am not going to go all the way to Kendall. Um, so, yeah, I uh, uh, I went there. I ordered uh, an arepa from them, a chicken salad arepa with a uh, reina pipiara arepa with... Two empanadas, one filled with uh, shred, shredded chicken, the other one filled with uh, cheese, Bye. and and so uh, I, I just just because I hadn't tried them, I had never tried them before. I, this is like the first time I went there. Okay, so I went, grabbed it, and I, I was driving on over to the office, and I was like, man, damn it, I, I want I want to eat, I want to munch on something right now. So I I'm like, I'm not gonna eat that epa. I'll just have the empanada. Empanadas are nice and portable, man. That's that's part of one of the, the fantastic things about them. It's everything's nice and contained, right? It's just beautiful. It's 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 art, man. It is absolutely art. 
the way that empanadas are 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 are, are designed. Okay, I don't know what civil engineer did make the empanada way back when, but uh, we should have statues for these people. The Virgin Mary made it because they're heavenly. <laughs> you know, properly. we we should have statues of these. Why are we putting up statues of world leaders? Why not the person who made the empanada? So, uh, I. Uh, and, and so here's here's uh, their selection of their food. I also have their tequeños as well. Nice, buddy. Yeah, basically tequeños are like Venezuelan breaded fried cheese. <laughs> Just, oh man, oh. I, I'm, do you want the controversial statement too? Oh, go, go ahead. Tequeños, tequeños are mozzarella sticks. Actually, I've seen, I've heard somebody already describe that. That basically they're Venezuelan mozzarella sticks. But better, <laughs> but better. yes, we, you don't need marinara sauce. No, you do not. Heck, you can have guava inside of it. You know, oh, and that takes it over the top. Ooh, yes. So, oh, there's there's an image of their empanadas right there. Let me see if I can zoom in on that bad boy. It didn't zoom in that much. Whatever. There it is. That's that's what their empanadas look like. Nice, very nice, nice and mm, plump. Just, oh, these were the plumpest empanadas, Charles. Uh, I'm trying to find a size comparison. Wait, they have dipping sauces? Yes, they have dipping sauces, my good man. My you grandmother would beat the shit out of them if they tried to put that in my household. <laughs> you got the pink sauce there, my my dude. I've never thought, that's like, this is why I hate living in Martin County. <laughs> you know? I lived in Miami for three years and I never contemplated. Yeah. Sorry. I had the, let's see, I had the garlic cilantro dipping sauce with mine. That's what I had mine with. Nice and Ooh, yeah. fantastic. I, I see that with the chicken, the mm. cheese. No, I couldn't do that. So you know, what was, it was the fantastic taste? With the what, what, what was what was the taste rate? You know, because um, you know our, our ancestors, you know, our, okay, our lineage so is known for empanada people. I'm so I'm got, trying to find by. the size comparison to how big these things were. Okay. Uh, I'm holding a standard Xbox style controller. Let's say it's about the size of that. Okay. As far as the thickness, the plumpness. This, these things were plump. Okay. Nice and plump. Like there was some heft to these empanadas. They did not skimp on the on the shredded chicken. They sure as hell didn't skimp on the cheese. Okay. Oh man, there was heft to this, my good friend. Oh, I, 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 oh, frickin' man. Oh, I bit down into them. And usually there's like, in some empanadas, it's like, you know, a big pocket of air, right? Big, oh, yeah. You're just getting there's mostly just, air. more it's shell like, than me. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're getting a big pocket of air. It's like, you know, you open a bag of chips and it's mostly air rather than chips. So, no, not this one, my good friend. There was very little air to be found in these empanadas you were biting straight down into just straight up shredded chicken or straight up cheese there was it, it was it was great it was beautiful it was fantastic and and yeah man i and i got empanadas today at my normal adepa place and yeah there's a nice sweetness that they add to the shell for theirs but i gotta give it to eparepa on this one they they win what's, what's the price range Empanadas should be expensive, but they're gourmet. Uh, these actually these weren't that expensive, to be honest. I think these were like maybe like two bucks each or something. Oh my god, guys, you don't understand that's a steal. 
these yeah these were like two bucks or 250 each something like that it wasn't because the ones that i bought today are like four bucks each and i'm like i i made the call today i'm like if i'm if i'm getting empanadas i'm going there heck i might just if i'm really bad tomorrow i might just have that as the lunch just straight up just empanadas no adepos and nothing like that because there are uh, i gotta give it their adepos were not good <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna leave that to the food conversation on a yeah that wasn't good the one that i tried it was smaller than the place that i normally get it at it was more expensive than the place that i normally get it at and there was it wasn't crunchy like it was it was no bueno the arepa the arepa it left a lot to be desired they have a lot of stuff there too they got burgers they got a bunch of stuff it's it, 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 but they sure as hell mastered the empanada Damn, man. Oh, just, oh, the plumpness. Look, there's more pictures of the empanada right there. Nice and golden and brown. <laughs> they have burgers there, too. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll What's try the burgers. What's your typical Miami burger? Yeah, they got hot dogs. They got wings, too. But uh, the empanada, fantastic. So, yeah, look at look at that. Look at that. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Uh, but prom- promo code plumpness. Yes, I can agree. Damn. Um, so my non-sponsor is we're, we're killing the backlog, man. We're, we're cutting it up like them uh, empanadas and the meat that they're using for, for focus and for emphasis. So over the weekend, I'm like, all right, you know, the last game I had beat was Star Wars Squadrons. Wait, wait, hold on. And... Freddy's got a question up there. I don't know if you can oh. see it. Shout out to the place in South Bend where you can get Pop Rocks and chicken wings. And then how are the Marvel runs doing now? Oh, wait, is that the, uh, I think that's the, uh, freaking the things that, uh, the Andrew was talking about, the, the Yelly's Marble Runs. Oh, those things. Yeah, um, the, that they, they, they have the actual races. I haven't watched them, to be honest. And I don't think Andrew has either, because he's, uh, he's, oh, he's, he's really serious about this. He's going, uh, LeBron James during the playoffs, serious, where he his just brow is Yeah, no, no social media. He's gone. He is out right now, I think. I don't know. He might have. Yeah, he, he, he's something. in the dark. <laughs> exactly. So uh, speaking of Twitter, follow us on Twitter, Charles and, and True. And Dan Pop Free Rocks on, on on chicken wings, Charles. Um, maybe I, I can yeah. get a little bit on the crispy. Yeah. Maybe. I, look, Freddie, you already know this. I'll, I'll try anything. Man. You know, like it's fear factor, except as long as it's not bugs or like cappiness. Then we're good. Right. Let me see. I, I gotta look this up now. Yeah, we might as well take a peek at it. So this, this is Andrew's basically this is the Andrew shows. <laughs> this is the Andrew non-sponsor of Pop Rocks. There you go. Uh, we got Pop Rock and Chicken Wings recipe. Yeah, it's Food Network. Pop Rocks and it. Pop Rocks Chicken Wings. No, that's even okay. Well, wow. okay, it's a thing. It's a thing oh, apparently. You're the resident goof cook. Oh, there's a Butterfree. Come here, come here. Um, you're the resident of uh, Goof Cook, so maybe that should be. Look, I can get behind it because you want to know why sometimes things that shouldn't fit fit. And I'll give a very great example: Doritos Los Tacos. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look up this place that he was talking about: Tap House on the Edge in, Fa- in South Bend, Indiana. Family restaurant. <laughs> oh, by the way, the family memes for uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Vin Diesel are fantastic. I, I, I haven't even fluttered to you guys, though, granted the crisp and waffle. I, I laughed. I don't care. But, uh, yeah, that was tough. Uh, the Roman Reigns one. Uh, tater tots, yes. 
Yes. Buddy, I'd love me some boiled made tater tots. Are you yeah. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. See the big Let's see. Oh, is this is this all the photos that they got? There's no page two to this? Come on now. I'm trying to find the chicken wings. Oh well. Ah, oh, there's some wings here. There you go. So they're next to the taters. Uh, we are bad, man. We are, we are go to eats, go to eats. All right, all right. Here we are at the eats section. Here we go. Oh, you got your nachos. Got your pick your protein. Okay. Let's see bowls and greens. I thought about doing pop rocks and feathers. Let's see. Boneless wings, fresh. Okay, okay. All right, wing sauces. Add pop rocks to your favorite sauce. Look at that. They have the option right there. Dude, <laughs> you know that meme where it's the uh, the old white guy is like, Lord Jesus, I I've seen what you've done for others, so you could do that for me. Yeah, I would try it. Yeah, I, why I not? Why not? Why not add pop rocks to any of your? Let's see, honey gar honey garlic. Uh, garlic parmesan thai chili teriyaki boom sauce sweet barbecue hotter than hot and original sauce okay y'all can't do this to me i haven't eaten dinner yet man what the fuck mm. okay uh sorry charles we kind of derailed there but yeah you're good that, that's freddy's on sponsor essentially yeah. so we have freddy's thing um my whole stuff is as you know i'm trimming the backlog going from there but i want something actiony i wanted something fun i want some adventure so i chose uncharted lost legacy it was definitely worth every penny I paid, which was a total of a grand total of $8 that I picked up on last December. So I'm actually playing a more current game. Eight hours of fun. It's a continuation of Chloe Fraser and Nadine Ross's story from Uncharted 2, 3, and 4. That's where their appearances kind of came in there. It's a Nathan Drake um, this game, but it has a lot of surprises, packs the charms. I love the Uncharted series. Um, three is overrated, saying that right now. Four and two are the best one. One is just fine. The shooting mechanics are much better, but this game is beautiful. You're in India. It's great. These spectacles are beautiful. You're chasing the um, lost husk of Ganesh. There's some cool, cute stuff that's in there. Just moments that I liked. Like there's a scene with monkeys around. I thought that was great. Um, not as much shooting mechanics, but uh, Chloe is different than Nate, even though there were some good shootouts. But beautiful scenery, a lot of fun really cheap now on your ps4 it's a great assist you get for 20 but it's routinely on sale for like 10 or 12 but i would have paid 20 for it um mm. it might be one of those games i replay later on down the road because it's only eight hours i literally killed that this weekend i nice. started on saturday i finished it sunday um part of the thing is because i go into the living room and play the big spectacle games to connect to the tv because that tv out there is in 4k looking at oled Maybe I'll finally pull the trigger on it. I just need to go on sale. But I find Chloe to be a fascinating character, even though I thought she was just tongue-in-cheek in 2, 3, and 4. Actually, she's not show up in 4, but 2 and 3. Um, but it definitely makes me say, hey, since Nate's story is done in Uncharted, could we probably get more Chloe missions? Or not Chloe missions, a Chloe game. So 8 hours is all I need. I don't need everything to be 15 hours, 16 hours, 17 hours. And it's just good writing, good humor, good entertainment, beautiful imagination. Hopefully they come into it. Definitely a recommendation for me. Very glad that I played it now. So, sometimes there's games where I wish I played sooner, like Breath of the Wild. This one came at the right time. It was a good palate cleanser because I'm still, still, month and a half later, having the bad taste of Far Cry 5 in my damn mouth. Dude. God, that was just so <laughs> Now we're on Pokemon Shield, and we'll see if that's my 
recommendation next month. Um, so Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, what do I want to do? Promo code. Promo code from the game. Um, man, there's so many that I can kind of pick up. Do I want to go from Legacy or do I want to go from her game specifically? But this is Chloe's game, so we can go from her in of itself. So promo code um, Shiva. Okay. Play yeah. the game. Figure out why. Okay. I mean, it's set in India. I, I that 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 works. That works. You know. Uh, I don't know if you can get McDonald's with beef with beef in India. I don't know if that's even a possibility. But I think they do have McDonald's, but I think it's beefless. So there you go. At this point, you just want <laughs> the fries. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you got a physical, right, or you download it? physical man because yeah. i trade in games the only yep. time i go digital is for the sole purpose of like it's such a cheap price that yeah. i'm not going to get it as cheap nintendo games or if i have a credit to the digital account yeah like the psn or the eShop, then i'm like all right screw it from there because it's never bad to always go digital but i think you're a sucker if you're going to um i think do digital yeah. games that you know you're not going to play more than once yeah that's kind of now my thought process so uh, let's get let's get nerdy here Let's go with the let's nerdy get stuff. nerdy kids. Let's get let's get nerdy here. So yeah, th- yeah, I've I've been changing my habit of buying games now. Like right now, like Steam has like their their sale. You can't do physical on PC anymore. You just can't. There's, there's no way anymore. I'd be it's, so it's surprised because there's never sales like that. Yeah. So never, ever. yeah. So I just like and you're not gonna yeah those sales don't bear don't happen at that rate on consoles. You know, that's that's what sucks. But yeah, I've been now that I've been selling off my collection. I corrupted him, kids. Yeah. I corrupted him. Now that I've been selling off my collection, I have a nice 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 pocket full of change now. <laughs> from from it. It's it's kind of been the new thing for me. I, I I don't want to download games that i know i can get physical in any way shape or form even if it's slightly even if it's more expensive because i like what what game was on sale like it could be like something dumb like nba 2k you know but even then that's probably not a game i probably would even uh buy physically or digitally anyways but uh, well anything from nintendo Anything from Nintendo. Like, if they have, like, a sale, and their sales are probably, like, just, like, five bucks off, at most $10 off, I probably would just forego and be like, you know, I'll just get the the physical copy anyways. Because Nintendo games, even way down the line, like, they hold their value. Even if you have, like, a a super popular game, like Mario Sunshine or something. Like, I, I sold that off, still held its value. So, that's, that's not bad at all. Uh, and if you get one of the rarer Nintendo games, you know, stuff that they won't print a ton of, like a Paper Mario or something, oh, you're in luck. You're in, you're in luck. So you, you might as well get that. Yeah, I think it was Paper Mario. The the Origami King had like, you know, like $10 off. And I just, I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm like, mm, no, first off, I'm not going to buy games right now. When I have so many in the backlog that I, I can't justify buying something new right now. And even then, like, I'd rather get it physical. I'd rather get it physical so that 10, 15 years down the line, I can sell that again. 
And apparently I'm not the only one who thinks this way, especially for like the Switch. Because the Switch, you have all those tiny little cartridges. It's kind of nice to collect them in a way. Uh, they're, they're, they're very small boxes. They don't really get in the way. So they found a nice little tiny form factor for you to collect them. It's not like this, like the, the disc, the Blu-ray disc. You got to really like take care of those things. Make sure they don't get scratched, any of that stuff. So they're, that's a little more trouble for the disc-based stuff, like the Xbox and the PS Playstations and stuff. But I got my hands on the 360 now. <laughs> As I'm trying to divest myself of my my collection, my dad finds a 360. And I have no controller and no games for it, but I might start finding games right now, especially for a 360. If you're collecting right now, and you, or heck, if you are thinking of just collecting just for the sake of flipping them later, it's probably the best time ever to collect 360 Wii and PS3 games. Definitely. Yeah, and DS games. I think the DS is probably going to be the next one to like jump up in value. Especially because you can't really like, yeah, there's a DS emulator on PCs and stuff, but those games are not going to get re-released. Ever. Ever, ever. They they would have to completely like redo games like top to bottom to uh, to remake a DS game on like the Switch or PlayStation Five or Xbox or PC now, because of like the touchscreen and it had a microphone and like all that stuff, you're not gonna see some of these games ever again. And Nintendo, who just likes to copy and paste re-releases, they did it on the Wii U. There were some Wii U DS games on the Wii U. I didn't buy any, but that ain't happening now. That's not gonna happen. So DS games. And I see the price of my collection with my DS games. Right now, it's they're they're starting to creep up. Like DS games when they were like brand new, most of them were like thirty bucks, right? So I think a few of them are starting to creep up over that thirty dollar range again. Like so, they're starting to become more valuable than they were when they were first released. So if you got some. You got a collection of DS games, especially if you have like the box and the manuals and stuff, because a ton of people had them when they were kids and they beat the shit out of their boxes or threw them out. They, uh, you're you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good if you kept those those things there. I kept most of mine, actually. No, the only ones that I don't have are are just games that I got like a GameStop. You know, they give you the generic box with nothing on it. You just get the disc, the little yeah. sleeve that they give you. Oh, oh, that's even worse. Yeah, I remember that when I had my, uh, when I got, uh, when I had my Dreamcast. That was bad. <laughs> no protection whatsoever. No, just give me the cheap DVD box case that you got from Blockbuster when the store, <laughs> when the store went out of business. Please, just give me one of those. Uh, the ugliest cases too. Oh yeah, those you, are you the felt worst. dirty. Man. Oh, they, yeah, they made you feel poor. Like, you left... Okay, so GameStop boxes, like, when you... Like, like the, especially if you're buying a console that that's, like, current right now, and they have a bunch of the used versions of the games, like, they have, okay, you can get it brand new, pay, like, GameCube or PS2 or, or, or Xbox. Yeah, you can get it. You can get it brand new for 50 bucks, but for $5 less, you can get it in this really crappy box... 
<laughs> with no poor. cover art and no manual and walk out of the store and look incredibly poor compared to the kid that walked out with a brand new copy. <laughs> they tried to make you feel poor, for sure. Oh, and especially if you bought like the accessories too. You ever bought accessories oh, at GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> and they have like they give you like like essentially a garbage bag. Well, it's a garbage bag or it's the sandwich wrap bag. Exactly. And you can smell someone's... Not even a Ziploc. They had to staple it together. (laughs) That was... All that that for $3. Yeah. That's the thing I don't understand about buying used or new. It's literally $3. With tax, it's like additional two. Yeah. But I'd rather have it clean now if it's that whole like buy for get the $20 thing and on their own they're like $20 you buy that yeah you say yeah I know it's dirty but I don't give you know who's good at that Toys R Us is good at that well they don't exist I know they were good at like hey buy this brand new get one for the same price or two I think they had two at some points like buy two at the same price for free it was like lids you go to lids buy a hat they do that all the time yep it's 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 rack rooms basically buy one get one half hey you know the price of one pair of shoes I get two so so yeah i got the 360 now i i, I really want to play it now because now that i have it uh like the only people like my cousins had 360s and stuff like that and i was and it's not graphically shot either it's not no. the generational jump as if like the OG look that's the guy that had the wii this is the yeah. guy that had the wii that entire generation and then i jumped to the wii u and i'm still behind and like, I told you, uh, I played Metal Gear Solid Five, and I was praising, oh, my God, this game looks good. And you're like, yeah, it came out in 2015. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't know. But you could do, it, it depends, because you're not Mr. Shooter that much. So Yeah, um, that's, that's kind of that's what a lot of my that, that was a lot of my 360 games, because it's Rainbow Six Vegas. Rainbow Six yeah. Vegas, too. I, I looked I on eBay. Played them. I was yeah. looking on eBay for, like, hey, you know, just some, some, some dude that's cleaning out his... I don't know, his parents died and he's cleaning out his closet or something like that. He finds his old games or something. He's like, oh, here's my Xbox games. Here's 20 for 50 bucks or something. And it's Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty Modern you, Warfare, Modern Warfare. You, go with the, you go with the Halos if you if you never played it, but you can just get Game Pass. That's yeah. a Doug plug right there. Yeah, Master um, Collection, you know. I think the servers are still working for a lot of those 360 games, too. So, yeah, Microsoft's pretty fair on it. I mean, what was it? Andrew sent us a snapshot of what he had. It was basically just his NCAA love. Yeah, yeah. NCAA 14. He's got. I can't say there's great platformers. I remember 360 because my 360 was my shooter days. <laughs> I'll buy Banjo Kazooie. was my platformers. <laughs> yeah, my, my Wii was my um, my Wii was my you know up Nintendo challenge puzzles. You, you know, and my PS3 yeah. was a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, PS3, yeah, PS3 started like sucky, and then like two years in, they just completely were starting to kill it. I honestly didn't get it until the final like two years of its lifespan. I got to play catch up to everything, and it was great. Yeah, um, yeah, because it was just oh, back then it was just oh, still yeah, there was high things I didn't want to pay for. That's probably my next project. I'll, I'll probably I'll, I'll do that. I'll look for nice single player Xbox games, which I guess might be. A hard task to do, but I, I think that's probably my next. Like if I if I start collecting for it just to start it out and then save it for 
Um, and luckily, I got a, a 360. It's the white, like the original white one, but not the red, red ring, ring version. One. So that's, yeah, I've been that's red ringed. Good. It is not fun. Yeah, I, I ain't. But that's that. why you get the Walmart insurance, and it's beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm doing that. So I'll probably. Uh, I'll probably start looking for games for that, but oh well. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of OLEDs, because apparently I I don't think I've ever seen one person. Uh, maybe I have, and I, I just haven't really noticed it at the store, like at a Target or something like that. But but Nintendo, new Switch. Yeah. I'm underwhelmed as you are. You know what? I we should know better though. We literally should know better. Yeah. Why why are we? This is the 3DS and then the 2DS, and we should have known. Yeah, we no. literally should have known. You know, because the whole thing, when they made the light, the light was the prototype for this. It really was. And we knew they were going to do 4K rendering, because why? Because here's the, here's an honest truth. The way they make their games, if you have a standard 4K, it's going to look pretty in 1080p anyway. They're saying we're not looking at the difference that comes into That's it. True. We're not going to cycle. And, and let's be fair, because if you have... If you have something that has that high input, that's what the resolution, the scaling does anyway. And they're not in the industry to give you the max amount of performance hardware. They're in the industry to give you whatever mid- whatever gets them enough to do what they want to do. Yeah, mid mid performance with ingenuity, and then yeah. games that you know you're going to pay and cheap parts. Yeah, and the only thing they failed at, really, in this whole scheme of things, was the Wii U and the GameCube a little bit. But the GameCube was just more the transition. But then look what they did with the Wii. They yeah. just killed it because they said, we'll just give you 480. We're a generation behind, but we'll give you 480p, which is why they put Skyward Sword. But I loved every control. game. Yeah. I loved every game that came on the Wii. The GameCube was a little bit pricey for me. I had it, but the games were pricey and you're cheap. And I, I remember that the, let's, let's, call it, let's date ourselves a little bit. Kids, you are complaining about internal hard drives in your PS5s, PS4s, Xbox Ones, Xbox Series Xs, and how they're small. We had to buy memory cards yep. to play a damn game. Yep. And if you, and they were expensive. And I remember playing yes. um, Metroid Prime, and I would try to marathon as much as I could because I had to wait a month to get a memory card for yeah. $30. Parents, Yeah, a lot of parents didn't get the concept that that the disc or the system didn't save the game because they were used to what our segas yeah our super nintendo heck even the n64 right so yeah like my sega heck my sega saturn had the sega saturn had internal memory a lot of people don't know that well sega saturn had its own internal memory so that you could save games heck if sega had actually marketed themselves good they probably could have done well hey look you don't have to buy me- I mean they sold memory cards but like you didn't have to buy them it already came with one it was already oh. built in and the problem so, with that was also just your dependence on Sonic and you know and, well, and they don't and, and lo and behold they, they don't release an original Sonic game until Sonic R at the end of its lifespan so yeah, yeah there's a lot of things about Sega but so yeah the the God, yeah, man, that that was, that was the generation. That was, yeah, and the game, yeah, the memory cards were like so tiny. I think the GameCube had like I don't know, what fifty nine MBs. Yeah, I don't know something very tiny. Just something. If and you if you bought a sports video game, done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Done. Yep. Yep. Hey, you want to save your creative players and all your creative teams? <laughs> you better buy a dedicated memory card for that one game. 
Make sure you're... Make sure you've saved up enough money from Christmas and your birthday. Oh, man. I love being... Hey, family. look, it's Johnny Damon. Oh, hey, Johnny Damon. I love the fact that I can buy things. LED back to it. Like, I think it's cool if I never wanted to buy a Switch and I had it because I have seen it. I don't know if they have the color palette for a screen because I don't really play my Switch handheld that much. Uh, I wouldn't trust a child with an OLED screen because if that cracks, the replacements can be higher yeah. um, in price. But it's a niche thing. Like, let's say it's not expensive, though. Let, let's be fair. $349. Compared to your typical 300 that you're doing, if like if I'm getting yeah, a good buy-in trade-in rate with my Switch and I only have to pay about 50 bucks for it, maybe you pull that deal. But at the end of the day, I always say I want games more than I want hardware capability, and I'm gonna give you the point of example. Xbox still has that issue. I, I still yes, you have Game Pass. Cool. Yep. Yes, you you basically bought up Bethesda. I only yep. play a fraction of their games anywhere, so it doesn't matter. To me. Yeah. But. If you have no first-party games, I don't want it. That was the Wii U issue. Like, what, five games in total that weren't ports? Uh, well, the, yeah, the Wii U was basically just Nintendo doing their thing. That, that was that was it. And yeah, they did their, there were some good games. Yeah, the Wii U was what? Splatoon, that Smash, yes. you had Mario Kart, uh, Mario 3D World, Star Fox. <laughs> But, uh, that's that's all I wanted. But that's the you could you tell, like no, the, the like they're not risk. It, there's no de- there's no dedicated Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, you, you knew you knew it was done. You knew it was done mm-hmm. right there. Because like Nintendo will put Pokemon on anything, and they're not putting on the Switch or on the on the Wii U. Sorry. Yeah, you knew it was done. Like they, they yeah, you know you're gonna get Mario and you're gonna get a Smash and a Mario Kart. Yeah, but... they gave us Pokemon. They gave us Pokemon Tournament. Yeah. And you're like fool, I would rather have taken. A but I'm saying like they didn't give you like a dedicated like, hey, here's yeah. a Pokemon game where you can play and play in the same structure as the 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 handheld games, right? Like like the the Wii had Battle Revolution that was basically like you connect your DS games to that and boom, play them on 3D and on on the screen, or they have Coliseum and XD on the GameCube or, or Stadium on the N64, right? Stadium, what? I would have taken a remake of that as fun. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> essentially, I mean, don't really need it anymore now, but but uh, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Wii U was just kind of, oof, was a wolf with regards to some of the stuff that they did. But yeah, I the Switch right now, I'm I'm fine with it. I, I am. It's, it's great. It does what it does. Playing it right now as we speak. And I, but I just don't. I don't see a reason to upgrade, to be honest, because I'm like, yeah, OLED screen, that's fine and all, and yeah, my Switch is a bit beat up, Joy-Cons have uh, have drifted, and I haven't Bye. bothered to go in and uh, and send them in to get fixed, so they, you know, they're not drifting that badly on me, but... But it's not geared to you, it, it's not geared to me it's geared toward the people who are suffered the ps5 yeah, and the don't have it the xbox one right they don't like hey oh that and to be honest here here's the smart logic of them if you have to really look into a business standpoint those 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 consoles that you're spending 600 dollars for plus because you know it's all going to come in bundles really only come to life in full capacity if you have an oled tv plain yeah. and simple 
you know, the maximum capacity. And they're just like, hey, we're going to include that on our screen for our handheld, and it's going to be at its finest. Yeah. We're going to help you. And fight me on that logic, because you can still dock it on your TV, but there was games that would fit if you're doing handheld. I don't have personal preferences, but yeah, I would play Breath of the Wild and all that, even though it can't generate, but you guys have to think back to my logic. It's going to give you maximum input of that capacity anyway with the screen, because if not, Nintendo would have added it in there. They don't add stuff without logic or yeah. rhyme or reason. So basically, they've like if you already have an OLED screen, like OLED TV, then okay, hey, now uh, you're not downgrading the experience of the view on on the go, right? You're just gonna oh, you're gonna get that the same picture quality, uh, or at least with the same type of screen. I think it'll still do the same thing the Switch does when it goes to handheld mode with the games that are a little less performance. Uh, I think and that, that probably was. Yeah, I think that was probably like their their thinking too, with like development, like because if you tell developers, yeah, we're gonna have a switch and it'll be like the PS4 Pro or the Xbox Series X or whatever, or no, no or Xbox One X, whatever they call it. Um, so now you gotta develop your games one to make sure it works in handheld mode, two make sure it works in dock mode on a regular switch, and three make sure it works in dock mode on a uh, Switch Pro with a, you know, more beefed up, whatever you know inside of it. it like, well, that's here's the thing about work. for you guys to kind of understand for me because I've been scouting it hardcore, so I feel like I could advise on it. It's also just about a uh, refresh rate. Yeah, your typical TV. A lot of you kids mm-hmm. who go and you buy your 4K televisions, your thing is highest capacity at a refresh rate of 60 um, FPS. It's nothing. You know, it's not going to help you with those high-end capacity games that have the stuttering and things going on in the background. It's really when you want to look at that motion rate, refresh rate, 120 OLEDs, typically, mm-hmm. on those kind of screens and how they're built in it, usually handle it. So I don't know if that's the mechanics of what they could do with general output, but they have to have a refresh rate based in the screen as the projection. Yeah. So yeah. are you... And, you know, even though games like Breath of the Wild, which we love, there was times where it stuttered because there was too much going on that part of its performance, part of its just capability of the television too. So what if it's that logic? Yeah, if you're you're... if you're serious about like either competitive gaming or just just getting the most output output output, or just getting the most output out of your big giant investment into a game console or something or a gaming PC, yeah, you you probably need the screen like that, man. You probably do because I've seen them now. They have the the monitors that do 144 frames per second or whatever apparently and i've never been able to see that but apparently people who have like it's 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 a game changer for a lot of people my buddy has an oled from lg and we were just watching like the godzilla movie i was like oh crap i noticed it and then we played a little bit of his ps5 i'm like i felt it Mm. yeah so it's like yeah and that's why i'm like i don't want to spend eleven hundred dollars on television that's why I hustle because you know me, I don't pay full price for nothing. Mm. Um, but you wait till it's on sale, and then I have my credit card rewards. And I have my best. I messed up, man. I asked Best Buy to give me a credit increase because I didn't ask for it for like seven years because my max was like fifteen hundred. I only owe like thirty dollars on it. Really, I owe like five dollars on it now because I did my monthly payment. And they took all of two minutes to be put in the income, put in the. And I was stupid. 
I asked him just for a $1,500 bump. I should have just asked for five. They gave it to me in two minutes. I'm like, oh, now I have like 3G Damn. or 3K just chilling. I'm like, phew, because that TV is now stronger possibility. Mm. I'm looking at myself I'm like, do I want a PS5 first or do I want an OLED if both are available? I think I can go with that OLED. I like my TV that I have. It's a 1080p because I got it five, six years ago because LG makes good products. That's why I'll get the LG OLED. Because here's the thing you got to know about LGs. I, I guess we, because this is what happens Andrew's not here. We talk about the walks of life. Sony uses LG's OLED um, stuff. They just put the Sony sound in there and then their uh, software. So really save yourself the three, four hundred dollars and just get the LG stuff. They're sustainable. They're beautiful in picture and quality. Mm. Might not have the strongest sound capacity because I've had a Bravia in the past because, you know, I'm a nerd for this stuff. Um, but do you want better audios or visuals, especially in today's day and age where you can just pop in your own headphones and play here yeah. through there? Or you get a sound bar. Yeah. Or you get a sound bar. But yeah, so Nintendo could do what they want. Just, just yeah, well. give me Star Fox. Just give me Star Fox. All right. So I, in the background, I guess the hockey game kept crapping out on me, so I, I switched it to World Series Baseball too. I got the Royals versus the Reds on here, just to just for the meme. But let's let's do drive into baseball. deep left field. Oh well, let's actually, I, I I wanted to talk about because we're we're about six minutes uh, away from the cage normally, so. Uh, the, 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 the ESPN stuff, baby. Oh, forgot about it. Cause man, I mean, uh, so many twists and turns. Jimmy Butler, my man crush Monday every day, somehow found his way into this as well. The memes are fantastic for him. (laughs) And full disclosure, we do not believe anything that is stated on the Twitter that came out nowhere in regards to certain individuals. We do this because we... Part of us is like, if you know the Muppets, we're Walter, Walter and Slidoff, or mm-hmm. the two old men, yeah, laughing. At oh. Yeah, this stuff is ridiculous. The <laughs> internet crazy. is savage. Yes, it is. Savage. Oh my god. Oh man, just the images that have popped out. Oh, <laughs> and the memes and the tweets about Jimmy Butler and Rachel Nichols, and then. Maria Taylor and then uh, that other chick, I guess. Malika Andrews. Yeah, there we go. As well, she's like like now the sideline reporter from the NBA Finals. Like it is all over the place, just because I guess somebody had it out for her, for Rachel Nichols, silently well, recording her. Uh, yeah, right. And you heard the audio, right? Yeah, I did. I get it. I get it. Like, oh, yeah. Do I think it's wrong? Sure, but you got to eat, man. Yeah. In that sense, and it they wasn't took my germ. Yeah, it wasn't anything like the last time we had an NBA association figurehead um, being recorded without knowing. Looking mm. at two former Clippers uh, owner whose name I forgot. Donald Sterling. There you go. Donald Sterling. Thank you. It was basically, you know, Rachel had a struggle, man, to get where she is, and then ESPN want to put Rachel on the sideline because they didn't want um, Marie Taylor to kind of be the host into it, and so it was a political warfare. And then you get different opinions. You get it, you know. I've read it as a race on race thing. I've read it as a woman against woman thing. I, I've just read it as like, you know, why can't we just take the exceptions to go from there? Yeah. We're attorneys. So I, I think I can understand a little bit because I got to eat too. I'm not in private practice, but sometimes it's the private practice mentality of, you know, where you kind of earn, you you, ki- you keep what you kill, essentially. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds very cutthroat, but man, she got punished hardcore. They didn't even make a statement on it. They just feel it's invested in Zuberita and Malik Andrews. And what did I say to you? I'm like, why can't we just have all of them? You know, it's like that little meme of forgetting the rules, you know, that sense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, that's the best. I mean, does ESPN want to be that progressive? 
I would because I mean, I would rather have I honestly, all that than Mark Jackson. I, I just oh well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. We all want Doris Burke all day, every day. We do. Doris is passionate. Yeah, it'd be nice. But I mean, sheesh. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's just I don't know who I don't know who run. I don't know what ESPN's top brass is. I have no idea. All right. Anybody who's and I keep seeing the tweets about oh man, ESPN used to be good back in the day and also like mm-hmm. it's over, kids. It's it's over. And they're not no, we're not kids anymore, years. by the way. Okay, your back hurts, my back hurts. All right, we ain't kids no more. They're gone. Stuart Scott is dead. Okay, <laughs> it's got morbid. Yeah, we could, we could say it. Yeah. yeah, but he's been dead. He's dead. He's gone. All right, we're not getting that back. It ain't happening no more. This, it ain't a news show anymore. All right, we got memes. We got TMZ style reporting. And we got gotcha news. Yeah, exactly. And we got talking heads with the hot takes. That's what it is. All right. If you, and if you don't want to be, if you don't want to consume that, you don't have to anymore. This is why sports goose exists. <laughs> honestly, exists it's honestly why I made this because I was sick of it myself. It's honestly why I found uh, uh, SB Nation. When they were little, little, and their Florida Panthers hockey coverage, because ESPN sure as hell wasn't going to cover cover hockey. Right, I wasn't going to find it there. I wasn't going to find it in the local sports media much either. So I found it there, and lo and behold, it gave me an opportunity to actually cover NHL games, which is amazing. And look what's happened now. I mean, you got Barstool Sports. You know, you can think what you will of it. You know, some people might be fans, some people might might not be, but that doesn't happen without the way the internet is right now. That doesn't happen. You don't get John Boy Media, this guy who's just riffing on baseball games and, and replays and, and 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 reading lips of 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 footage on these funny plays or significant plays, and now he's got his own media network and with legitimate uh, I think Chris Rose is on there. He's got Major League Baseball players on there. Like, so that's happened too. So we don't really need ESPN as much as you want anymore. Just do it like I do. If you really don't, like, if you're really upset about it, upset about all this whatever, and you don't care about this progressiveness, and well, oh, they took my job and all that stuff, and if you're like that, and you want the old days back? You don't need to be watch there. Watch Fox anymore. News. Right. Yeah, you can do that too. Or not Fox. I, remember, I mean, hey. Fox Sports. Yeah, <laughs> Fox Sports. <laughs> yeah, you can go watch Skip Bayless on Fox Sports if you want to. Oh God. Uh, no, you can go find a bunch of stuff, and I've recommended a bunch of stuff too. I've I, there's a lot of baseball YouTubers I follow. Baseball doesn't exist. Fantastic one. I recommended that last week. Uh, Jolly Olive, he's another good one. Uh, Foolish Bits, another great baseball channel. So, uh, this is going to be a question I'm going to pose, and I think we can really kind of pick at this for a second. What is the purpose of watching ESPN now? Aside from there's none. actually sports. Yeah, they unless, they have, unless they have an exclusive game that you can't watch anywhere else, there's no point in watching it. You don't have to watch SportsCenter. SportsCenter used to be because... Your local TV station wasn't going to cover every game that was going on in in the country or whatever. They were just going to cover 
Like if you're in New York, okay, you're going to see the Yankees and the Mets and the Rangers and the Jets and whatever, right? Not getting a national broadcast. Yeah, exactly. I, I think in today's modern day stuff, the only thing that you I can maybe, maybe get behind is if you're a fantasy person and you want to spend that whole thing, but you could easily just read it. Yeah. Take, instead of 30 minutes, you read it in five. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You know. You go on Adam Rank's little, like, you know, pick these guys for NFL Network and then ESPN, who they would go. And that's that. I, I don't think you need it because, one, every panelist analyst is unlikable. Even, and I, when I say unlikable, I'm not saying it's a harsh word. I'm not. There's some that are, that are fine. Right. Um, but, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. First take is unwatchable to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Max Kellerman is, I feel, just Stephen A. Smith's punching bag. And I can get flagged for that, but it's really what it felt like. Because Skip was a tool, but Skip wasn't his punching bag. Right. It feels like Max is really out of his limit there. Um, inside the NBA or whatever. Not that. What was it? Uh, the jump in the morning. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going up that morning to watch garlic and uh, the other guy um and they had a breakup greeny and yeah yeah mike greenberg uh, and golick they, they wanted to be like the next mad dog and all that stuff like yeah that. yeah and it's an oversaturation and you are 24 7 sports but yet you only focus on two sports you don't yeah. focus on baseball to be frank with you yeah um, no it's the nba and nfl basketball that's it football. yeah so it's like it's lame it's easy and i don't think outside the lines used to be good because outside the lines was they're kind of like front line I yeah guess. it was like um, like yeah 60 minutes or whatever yeah but then what happens is the topics became too real or they got overplayed there's only so many times you can talk about cte or marijuana use yeah and, and you also want to uh, appease your your nfl overlords to keep that exclusive deal for monday night football and stuff like that you know you want that like and, you, and you, the, we we can't say that espn isn't driven completely by that because they are not just not just that, but I'm gonna put it onto there. There's there's some stuff that really, and you would I, I would call it like a gym show before I got into the audio books and stuff like that. I listened there before I didn't have headphones when I used to work out at LA Fitness six seven years ago. You would have the workout shows such as Around the Horn, but Around the Horn actually is the most useless show to watch because it's like whose line is it anyway? Because yeah. there's really no points to make. It's just um, reality, just assigning points to who he thinks right. And there might there's obvious favoritism because it plays to humor and comedy. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I need that sports if it's not a phone player. So it's it's whatever, man. And the, the reason why, and this is why I couldn't even get ESPN Plus. This is the reason why I don't have Disney and Hulu combined because. You couldn't make me pay 11 and just use ESPN free because I don't care about the 30 for 30 documents. Some of them are okay, but after some time, they're going to put it on ESPN anyway. Like I was watching the Joey Chestnut Kobayashi mm. um, 30 for 30 when I was on the treadmill the other yeah. day because it's been out for a bit. So I'm like, all right, what's the purpose? If they got, if they actually focus on certain things like boxing, you know, I like boxing. You know, I like boxing right now. Yeah, you're not going to watch a 30 for 30 for a sport that you don't give a crap about. Yeah, but if you actually put on more live content or listen, man. Maybe ESPN looks at look at a state level and just kind of get those licensing rights for like high school sports stuff like that. Maybe that's how you fix out ESPN Plus because people watch it. I think people watch anything. Yeah, they, I mean they have their whatever. You have affiliates and local stations like the radio stations like like West Palm Beach, ESPN West Palm. They got that, and that's where they broadcast like the high school games and all that crap. But even then, they have competitors for, like, there's a bunch of online companies that are basically broadcasting that, too. Heck, you can watch minor league baseball now uh, and on on all these other different networks and stuff like that. But uh, you can watch the NBA Finals on YouTube. 
that that's how they sucked out on ESPN. And who yeah. owns ESPN? The mouse. What does mouse own? ABC. Mm-hmm. They don't care as much about ESPN as you want. And they're as a subsidiary subsidiary, they're not gonna invest too much into it because they're the national sports broadcast, sure. CBS, Fox, they're just kind of there for whatever licensing rights, and that's why they employ for game days. But since you're the only one, you know who's going to be loyal to who is not. And it's going to be the prior generation, the yeah. movie, everything like that. It ain't going to be us. I haven't. Yeah, but I as they become more progressive, as they are pushing for the more progressive stuff, you're also shooing away a lot of the boomers and stuff. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just well, saying. You know. and, 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 and like ESPN is like not, it doesn't appeal to me. It really doesn't. And I noticed, I don't know when you started noticing, like, man, ESPN is garbage. It. I stopped watching it, like, for reals, for reals, um, like, the year before I started law school, or half a year Okay. before I started law school. And that was about the window where everything kind of went. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like to waste my time. Yeah. I feel like ESPN is a waste of my time. Yeah, I, I, I started to notice that, I think, year two of LeBron, Bosch, Wade. Oh, but that was also just pure hatred, man. Because no one could be like just objectively acknowledging too. That that was a shit show. That, yeah, that was, but that was awful. Like I couldn't, I couldn't like stomach it after a bit. Like I know, and I, yeah, it's I had the bias with the Miami Heat. But then I was like thinking about like, man, ESPN is garbage right now. I'm like, oh, it's, God, I don't know when Stuart Scott died. I think he was dead by that point. Um, and I was like, also like, like what? Wait, ESPN had some dude standing outside of Brett Favre's backyard in Mississippi yep. for like like a month waiting for him to like unretire and re-sign with somebody. I'm like, and sign up. We like Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. But SVP is like an OG. But of course, you give him the 12 o'clock shift, so it's not even a good shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when nobody else is watching. And uh, those, uh, so I'm like, they did that. And I'm like, I remember like when Barry Bonds was chasing 756 and they had a Sal Palantonio who uh, actually he died I think this year. Sal's not dead, is yes, no. Yes, he's dead. <laughs> Look it up. No, Sal's alive. Sal's alive? Who yeah, am I thinking I know of? Who I know who oh, no. you're thinking oh, no. of. Oh, no. It was, no, it was Pedro Gomez, right? I'm, I'm gonna put ESPN guy who died, but don't, yes, don't. ESPN guy who died. Google it was the second thing after that. Yeah, Pedro Gomez. There we go. Okay, Pedro. Yeah, no, was yeah. it Sal Paulo? No, it must have been Pedro Gomez. Still up, dude. Because I, 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 was like, I messed up my ESPN Latino reporters. And, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my God. My God, man. Because but either way, once... I think they had him chasing Barry Bonds the entire way because. I was like, you know, Barry Bonds was like the villain and all that stuff. And, oh, he had the mistress. And like, I, I remember I'm like, holy shit, they did that too. And that was like when it was starting, you know. That's when they first started with like whatever. And they had like the cold pizza, which is where first take came from. All that stuff. Yeah, well, that, was, that, was, that was weird how that spun off. But, yeah. Yeah, no, there's no reason to watch ESPN full-time anymore. There's no reason to get into that drama. There's no reason to watch the NBA pregame show. For for the NBA Finals, why would you do that? There's no point, no point in yeah, watching every, it. Every reason to watch inside the NBA on TNT, though. Oh yes, you see that's different. Like I don't know what Turner Sports is doing, but they are putting it together. They've got some good, good panelists for NBA and their baseball coverage. I can't wait to see what they do for hockey. 
I really can't. I really want to see what they do. Cause that that's gonna be fun. That that should be interesting. I mean, they got Wayne Gretzky already. That's one. I don't know how he's gonna be on TV. Honestly, to be honest. Um, People are just gonna want to hear it. You yeah. want that kind of guy. It's the same reason why for inside the NBA you want Chuck. And you want I don't know if I want Shaq was just gifted. If Chuck. Wayne Gretzky honestly becomes like the Charles Barkley of hockey, I would be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can say shit to him because he's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. I think that's the reason why they picked him up. Oh, Nobody could say anything to him. Like, Shaq, you got Shaq. And Shaq, I guess, if you were to, like, make a hierarchy of, like, the playing career and stuff, you'd probably put Shaq above everybody else that's on that panel, right? Above Kenny and Chuck. Um, Kenny got a ring. Or got two rings with the Rockets and stuff like that. But, of course, Charles Barkley's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, this might like be that. a hard debate, but on, on the full presence of whom I want to listen to, I think Chuck played in the better era. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. That, 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 that's But that's why I shifted a little bit. You know, I mean, granted, he never got the ring, but he got there. But I mean, I, I, it's just the buzzsaw of Michael Jordan. I, I don't blame anybody who didn't get a ring during the 90s because of yeah. the buzzsaw of Michael Jordan. I'm like, no, well, no, accordingly, it's the man named Scotty Pippen, apparently. <laughs> he was the reason why they won six mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. It was all Scotty. Jordan didn't win nothing without Scotty, right? <laughs> but everybody, if you're not going to watch ESPN, you know what you should do? Listen to Sports Goose. Yeah. Listen on our podcast. Follow us on our Twitter. Yeah. All yeah. this other fun stuff that comes mm-hmm. into it. And we have right. weird segments like this. Yeah. And we didn't settle the empanada debate. To, to anybody? You know yeah. Hanging. Oh, by the way, it's it's nothing, nothing after one between the Lightning and the Habs. Maybe uh, the Habs needed us. Maybe they needed us. Maybe. Yeah, may, oh, okay, the come only on. Americans come on, Montreal. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Uh, let's see Montreal? what. We're going to call you Montreal. Oh, because yeah. you're great and you're sweet. Uh yeah, it, like oh, I'm so so freaking. And, and we should hate Tampa. Why we hate Tampa? We took the bar exam there. That's why. Oh, we of hate course, Tampa. yeah. The river so, stinky. So like the river did thing. smell. If there was one thing that they said that about that that area, yeah, the river did smell. It was. Pretty it was sure awful. everybody was walking over, you know, a homeless person in Tampa because it rude like that. Yeah. When we were trying to get back to our hotels. Yeah. Make sure you don't step on the heroin needles. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. That's all. Uh, let's see. Trying to take me into the corner to shoot me. <laughs> the score run down. Brewers are up three nothing on the Mets. Brewers are hot. They are hot right now. They are just killing it in that Central Division. Dodgers are up five to four over the Marlins. Here, uh, Blue Jays up nine to one over Baltimore. Uh, man, Orioles are awful. Uh, I gotta go over the tank battle next next episode between the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. It is good, and these teams are really bad, and it is fun. It is fun to watch. I love me some terrible teams. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the Cubs are up 3-0 on the Phillies. The A's are up 1-0 on the Astros. And then a bunch of late games. Oh, a bunch of games happened early today. Of course, the Rays had their no-hitter. And, but not acknowledged for the no-hitter. Yeah, but the, the double-header sweep of the Indians. Braves are up 14-3. Or they won 14-3 over the Pirates. White Sox six to one over the Twins. Tigers five to three. Tigers have actually been like one of the hottest teams in baseball since May. Nobody nobody knows that, but they have been. Uh, AJ Hinch, Charles, he might actually be good at managing. He might actually be good at managing. He might be redeeming himself. Or he's found a new way. 
I'm just saying, what if he taught everybody, like, you know, yeah. he bought them future technology. Yeah, maybe, or maybe the, those two giant tigers on the scoreboard, maybe they, like, flash or something for a certain, I have no idea. I mean, if you're going to slow the game for, you know, checking people for sticky substance, I know overall is Chapman and Cole are definitely using, but it's okay, I don't care, I'm fine. <laughs> um, you might as well just check every AJ Hinch player known to mankind that's mm. on his team. Yeah. Uh, Reds winning five to two over the Royals. I don't know if Castellanos hit one to deep left field today. I did but... not know. Batting average was three thirty five. Because I don't follow the Reds, so I know the the funny he stuff. He made the All Star team, man. You think, I... dude? The Reds have Mike two Trout, guys. Made you know what surprises me? He hasn't played since May. We okay? Yeah, the All Star game rosters came out. There were two guys from the Cincinnati Reds on there. One guy from the Pirates is starting. How did this happen? I was, I swear, I thought the Los Angeles Dodgers would basically start the, 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 the game. entire bit. Yeah, like that's what I thought it was going to be, but apparently not. So good on baseball fans. Yay! Maybe they're, uh, maybe yeah, maybe it's happening. Maybe we're getting this education and stuff like that. Aaron Judge got in, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the one New York, I guess, like the one thing where I'm uh, like, okay. It makes yeah, sense. Yankees fans voted him in. Okay, that's fine. That's enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's doing fine. Yeah. But I would venture Giancarlo actually should have been there. Yeah, that's my hot take. Yeah, he's finally got you know, more of the home runs. At the beginning of the season, you and I have talked about it. Yeah, well, he's... Uh, more home runs since 2017. Yeah, exactly. He's finally finally surpassed his totals from that time. So there you go. Getting their money's worth for once. And uh, yeah, that's... Okay, so that's what went down in baseball, all that stuff. And we're going to go into the cage and, and because McDonald's is sponsoring this transition right now. So let's do it, Charles. Welcome, everybody. Your weekly True Plex the Cage with Charles. Now, full reminder, full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a, it's a battle of the souls, of the wills, of the wants, of the everything, of men and women chasing championships, being the holy hell of each other. It's a soap opera. It's poetry in motion. It is sometimes sweet, delicious. It's just like McDonald's new BTS burger, which we have yet to have, or their spicy chicken sandwich. I promise you, McDonald's, it's going to happen one day. I promise if you have a sponsor by next week, I guarantee you I will do it because you know what's going to happen? It's, I'll try it when they don't sponsor us anymore. It's about everything that you want to be in wrestling. And sometimes wrestling, you can't go all show, all go. You have to slow it up a little bit. You have to let it, the story kind of percolate, like a little bit of coffee, not regulate. Like, you know, the old great gangsta songs of the 90s. Because, of course, now when I put it on the spot, I forgot everybody except Nate Dogg got to regulate. But it's a special week. It's a special week for wrestling. I don't know how I want to break this down because we're doing it on the Wednesday, my dudes and gals. Um, Wednesday is usually reserved for AEW Dynamite. I'm kind of seeing it right now. They have Road Rager, which is going on, which is kind of like their in-between, like, semi-pay-per-view but not pay-per-view match that's going on, so we're going to lead to it. Um, we're doing live coverage as we speak using Wrestling Inc. I'll give them a shout-out. I always look at their stuff. But we have, I believe, maybe their main event going on, AEW World Tag Team Championship Street Fight, the Young Bucks going against Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Meadow. I, I, I think I butchered that because they changed the stuff so much because it used to be Penta to me. Um, but it's weird with their storylines going on because the Young Bucks are full-blown heels. They're obnoxious. You want to punch them in the face. Let's do some wrestling terminology back as a refresher from our big educational course from a year and a half ago. A babyface, good guy, heel, you know, bad guy, 
you have a myriad of variations of a heal. One of them is just a chicken shit heal, which is not really the Young Bucks, but they're getting interference from Brandon Cutler half the time, so maybe it counts. But also just a I want to punch you in the face, go home heat kind of heal. That's kind of what they're doing now. They got like, you know, uh, Dior shoes, different, they grew out the facial hair. Something says bad guy like facial hair. They got different kind of personas. It's very flamboyant and flashy. Everybody can kind of get behind that there. Eddie Kingston, once again, challenging for that title. Last time he was challenging at the pay-per-view with John Moxley as a teammate. John was, quote-unquote, you know, beat up real badly. So he's teamed up with Penta, who he used to manage, because Penta's brother Ray, part of the Lucha Bros, is injured. So they're making it work. It's going to be a street fight. Interesting what's going on here. What I'm seeing on the match card right now, Cody Rhodes, Arn Anderson versus QD Marshall. Um and his group because it's nightmare and nightmare factory because there's like 20 factions in AEW and that's kind of why like I get annoyed with it you don't need that many factions factions being a group of more than two people obviously why are they doing this there's gonna be a trio style what's a trio style Charles tag team match three people on each side there you go save just simplicity of it um I know that's on the match card there's a few other things on the match card there going on but you know the big storyline that I would say to focus on aside from inner circle versus pinnacle which is kind of losing its steam a little bit for me because um, they've already had two big matches. They had Blood and Guts, which led to the Chris Jericho bad fall, and then they had the Stadium Stampede, to which the Inner Circle won. So I don't know what the big thing is that you can do to kind of fully cap it off, but I'm sure they'll figure it out, but they just have to kind of do something that is unique more to um, Spring Stampede as opposed to Blood and Guts, because Blood and Guts was... It's basically War Games from WCW days, which is also adapted now to NXT. Get that second. So you got to kind of get your own thing going into it. Oh, they're having Andrade versus Matt Seidel going on. Um, that should be interesting. Andrade used to be La Sombra in New Japan. Also Andrade in WWE when he was NXT, but now he's Andrade El Idolo over in... Look at my Spanish is perfect today, Francisco. I love it. Um going on there so hopefully he's got some big stuff going on i don't know where he fits fully into their card in their picture i don't know if they're gonna put him in the main event portion i don't know if they could put a mid card we shall see but right now what's my focus what's my in between the burgeoning or burgeoning war of kenny omega who now grew out the facial hair looking like a harley race as he says kenny follow us on twitter charles are true sports goose all the other shout outs tony Khan, you can do too cody you can do too we haven't given you guys some shout outs in a while because it's been kind of quiet for me um, saying, I've beaten everybody. I'm going to take some tide off. I'm a collector of titles. And then comes the Dark Order. Now remember, part of the best storylines for AEW for me was them trying to romance out Adam Hangman Page, who's their bra now. He won't join the Dark Order, but he's their bra. It's kind of like, you know, he, he's your man, but not your man kind of thing. He's with you, though. He's the bodyguard. Um, they called out uh, Hangman for him on his behalf. They're like, hey, Kenny, get Hangman. He could beat you. He'd do this. And there's some juicy storylines going there because Kenny and Adam Page, they were tag team partners. They were tag team champions. They couldn't, you know, go from there. Um, you know, Hangman couldn't deal with the breakup when they lost the titles. They were like, oh, let's 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 try again. He was like, no, I'm going to be my solo guy. And then Kenny won the number one contender match that they had, which was an okay match. It was only like 13 minutes. I felt like it should be longer. Then he won the title. And it's all building up to their next pay-per-view. But I think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm about that. I can get with that. That's a good storyline that we're working it it makes charles very having his own road rager kids going on there and then you see chris jericho le champion in the background i don't know what's going on there but it's in between you're still continuous with the pinnacle versus them in the inner circle but that's like a little Wait, bit are focus. they in miami yeah they're coming to miami they're, they're back on tour dude oh. wwe and aew okay I, I so they're here right now they're here right now man oh like, Ahora. like american airlines arena i was assuming yeah I, I believe so 
Okay. Because they say BB&T Center, sometimes they just call it Miami anyways. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think they're, they're going into it because they love Daly's place. They're back on the road. I think that's going to help okay. them. Because remember, right now that they're on their own with uh, the solo ratings on Wednesday because NXT is on Tuesdays, so it's going to bring in between. That guy is geeking out really hard, really, really hard <laughs> going on there. That guy's hair is interesting. So that's AEW. Impact, mm, we'll skip it. Let's talk about it next time. New Japan, not yet. Coming, coming soon, not there. Give it some time coming into it. Um, Ring of Honor, they're doing their Women of Honor tournament. They're going to develop. MLW is hiring people to do their own women's division. That should be interesting. MLW is Major League Wrestling. They're actually got some good wrestlers. Some of the wrestlers from AEW came from there. Let's talk about WB. We're, we're going to do it. NXT, last night, yesterday, usually when we do our shows, was the Great American Bash. That's kind of similar to Road Rager event that going on. This kind of semi pay-per-view quality matches in there on your show just fine but great in spurts the matches of the night that were definitely highlight timothy thatcher tomaso Ciampa versus msk for the nxc tag championships loved it good match could use about five more minutes into it and with thatcher getting rolled up for the three count as opposed to finishers you gotta be careful wwe of how many times you want to do a surprise roll-up finish whether it's an inside cradle or just a, a typical roll-up because if you do it like three times each match, whew, and you have your match card of seven, eight, depending on your shows, it gets old. I'm not a fan of it. But if it's a way to protect Thatcher and Ciampa to either help them transition back to being heels as a tag team or to kind of have that, the whole idea is like you beat us, MSK, but you beat us because you were lucky, okay, fine. But it was a good match. Ciampa's just been on a roll. His match with Walter was just fantastic. Is it match of the year for me? It ends with a damn chop, dude. Like a literal chop. The story they told her was fantastic. But then I look at Roman and Cesaro at WrestleMania Backlash, and whew, I really wish they had a second going. But, you know, Cesaro's already in hell now with the dead push, as I tell people. Because Vince McMahon doesn't push people. Time pushes people, not Vince McMahon. Um, Tegan Knox came back, as you saw. She's coming back from her injuries. And a match that was the wrong choice, I feel, was the women's tag match of Cancel Ray and Indy Harwell of The Way going against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark and Io Shirai won the Women's Tag Team Championship or the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships because Tegan came back because she was kayfabed. She was injured in real life and they said that Candace had hurt her. So you have a storyline there. My problem with this is that you spent months developing the way to be a formal tag team. The Women's Tag Team Division of both the main roster and NXT is not necessarily bueno. That's a cool finisher by Zoe Stark. Um, it's basically a feed off of Dominic Dejakovic's Feast Your Eyes. But you only have them successfully defend the title once, really, twice maybe, and then they lose to a team that hasn't really teamed up against each other as competitors. What does I tell about tag team wrestling? That's something that the Young Bucks always crap on Vince McMahon, but NXT's not Vince McMahon's show. It's really Triple H's show. And the fact is, the women's NXT championships, tag team championships, have basically hot-potatoed in like the three months they've been in existence to now four teams. You went from Raquel and Dakota Kai being the inaugural champions, and then they lost... The same night, they were awarded the titles to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. They defended a couple times, got it, but they defended a lot against whom? Indy Hartwell, Cancel Ray. They won, and then they lost, and I think, their second title offense, so I just don't like it. Cameron Grimes, LA Knight. Mm, here's the problem. When you try to put on a pay-per-view style match, Francisco, and there's commercials, and then picture and picture, I can't get into it. And the match looked kind of good, but I couldn't get into it. I enjoyed their live match that they had um, at NXT TakeOver, but it wasn't there. They did not, surprisingly, I thought, Francisco, we were going to get Karrion Cross defending his NXT championship against Johnny Gargano. 
Scary Man. Scary Man. We, <laughs> That's all I remember this. Scary Man is a prop, appropriate thing because it's relevant here. And what they're going to do is they're going to do that next week in the main event where they have other Scary Man, Samoa Joe. We'll be back, Samoa Joe. We love you. Um, there's also Johnny Headrocker on Up, Up, Down, Down. I'm giving you a shout-out. Xavier Woods, follow us on Twitter, man. I'll give you love. You give us love, man. You're great. Um, but he's going to be the special referee. So here's my concern is that Scary Man's going to lose to Johnny Gargano. And I'll give me some Johnny Gargano. He's not everybody's cup of tea because um, he's overpushed some people. And maybe some people feel like a 6'3 monster like Karen Cross shouldn't lose to Johnny Gargano. But the minute you put Samoa Joe, big boy, as a – he's basically the Samoan Bowser, if you ever look at him on the screen. He's a scary dude. I love his wrestling. Um, as a special guest referee, there's going to be chicanery that comes involved. And the rumor mill is Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross are getting called up. They've been working some dark matches. They worked some stuff on main events. Bronson Reed just recently lost his North American Championship last week to uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. And then you have Karen Cross going to have Samoa Joe in there. Johnny drops the title. And even in their little face down, they said, Cross, like, there's three things that I wake up every day thinking of. I'm never going to lose the NXT title. I'm in a main event of WrestleMania. I'm in the WWE Championship. Like, oh, man, now you're going to lose the NXT Championship. So I'm not crazy about it. I love Johnny, but I thought Johnny was more formula. I think actually Johnny's getting called up too with his wife and maybe Indy because they just lost those NXT Tag Championships. Um, going to it. Granted, Dexter Loomis still bodyguarding saving Indy is the funniest thing because it came back again because they were in a romance called Index. Um, and they continue it. I love puns. I like romance and I wrestling. It's just so proper. We love it. Damn it. Just look at Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. It's beautiful. Main event, part two. Kyle Riley and Adam Cole. They had met at NXT Stand Deliver. It was an unsanctioned match. Kyle won in a 50-minute fest. There you go. There's Dexter just being a hero. Enrique Iglesias playing in the background. I can take away your pain. Sing with me, Francisco. Um, <laughs> Kyle versus Adam Cole. This one was more... It was a standard wrestling match. It was technically sound. It was good, man. Like I said, picture-in-picture picture commercials hurt it. I would love to have seen it without any interruptions, but that's the cost of doing business sometimes. But it's ridiculous that sometimes... When I finished that match, it was ridiculous that I can get free TV. That could be a free TV. I didn't have to pay for it. Um, Adam Cole wins. So now they're one for one. So the rubber match is going to probably be at the takeover match uh, before SummerSlam in August, and which is next month. So it fits perfectly. And my guess is that will be Adam's last match before he's formally called up, which I think it's time. Sure, I can get behind it. Um, maybe help Kyle get some proper momentum. I don't know what you do. I think you either do an I Quit match or a last man standing match. But bring it over in the WWE world because that's all I got for you on NXT. WWE world, you're building up to money in the bank. Let's we got a week from now. I'll talk about next week's show, my predictions and everything like that. But you have Bailey and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Title again, and it's gonna be an I Quit match. So that comes into so I Quit match very simply. You say I quit, you lose. That's it. Done. You know, it comes into it. Whoever doesn't say I quit wins. My problem is, is why are we doing this? Bianca beat Bailey at Backlash. Bianca beat Bailey in Hell in a Cell. I am not a big proponent of you get all the title opportunities and shots if you just keep losing. Oh, you have the NWO there. That's actually relevant um, of what I was going to bring to. But I don't get it. They did the same thing with Apollo Crews and Big E all those times before Apollo finally won at um, WrestleMania with the help of Aziz. So it's just in between for Charles. Biggest thing about WWE, this is where I'm going to have fun with the cage. It is the 25th 
anniversary of the NWO, the New World Order for 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 life. The OGs of you know Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash reuniting, and it was probably the biggest faction and the biggest momentum change that had occurred, in my opinion, in all wrestling to help formulate and shape everything. Because you wanted to be the NWO, because if you weren't NWO, you were nothing. And when you were going to high school and elementary school and middle school, sometimes you were stuck with NWO and DX. And I would venture that DX was a proponent created as a response to NWO. And, you know, I do enjoy D-Generation X. I don't enjoy D-Generation X of Sean and Triple H in the later years, a couple years ago. I enjoyed it when it was the uh, the, the sex tuplet of, or the, I guess that's what I'm going to call it, as the six members of H. That's the right word. No, sex tuplet's like twins, but six times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, it, it just depends on who you... Because DX was originally Sean, um, Hunter, mm. China, Rick Rude. Rick Rude left to go to the NWO. He was the only guy who appeared on Saturday. I think Andrew tried that on me. I pop in right there. He's like, oh, God. You know, sometimes I have stupid knowledge of wrestling, and it shames me. But I think the heyday for it for the DX for me was H, China, X-Pac, New Age Alice. So that's five, and I think there was a weird story there with the working with Kane. It was strange. So that was interesting to me. Um... But NWO, though, was just beautiful because it had so much momentum. You had the Outsiders, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, coming from WFS, Razor Ramon, and Diesel. Come in, they're evading. They go from there. They said there was a third guy, and then there's that bash at the beach where it came in Hulk Hogan was going to help Macho Man Ray. She's like, yeah, and then Hogan drops the, the leg drop, and everybody had lost their mind because this guy who was squeaky clean for the longest time is now a bad guy. And then when he went to it led us to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. It led us to this two look. There's two hand gestures I love that I utilize as an adult and as a child. When I was a child, it was the suck it, you know, from DX. You guys know what it is. You know what we're talking about. Um, it was the bam kind of thing. As an adult, I utilize the two sweet. When I'm at work and I see, you know, the people I work with, I'm like, give me a two sweet. The two sweet was just basically the hand gestures. Still even relevant now to which they're doing it over in Japan for Bullet Club because they, uh, Tama Tonga don't kill me, but they want to be um, basically a uh, NWO ripoff, but it was something great about it because the camaraderie, the black and white shirts, the theme song, Hulk Hogan coming out with uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix's um, theme coming into it. I, I can't think of it right now because I'm thinking on the fly, but he had his own special thing changing from red and yellow Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Just everything was so cool. And then it got silly, of course, with NWO Wolfpack, which I have a shirt of too, but then they had all these cast-offs and all this other stuff, but when it was the OGs and then Eric Bischoff joining, they had a few other people. It was really just one of those cool things come into. Did they have great matches? Obviously not. It was, it was rare in between. The consequences of the NWO was because it became too big to fail. Everybody joined in, and it made no sense. You even had, like, Teddy DiBiase, Dusty Rose join. I would never imagine Dusty Rose joining, right, when you think about all the things. Um Xbox was in there S6 and all that stuff, but it was just a damn enjoyable faction, probably my favorite faction. Sometimes I think about the Four Horsemen, I think about the OG Four Horsemen, but then I think about like what is the entertainment value. But it's the 25th anniversary, they're going to do some stuff on their little social media platforms and everything of that nature, but I would venture that it don't matter much coming into it um, because let me just go back to my nostalgia and having fun with it going from there. But I, I definitely would say for 25 years that means i've been in memory and in memoriam of them for like 23 so i'll leave it on the nwo because if you ain't nwo you're nobody because if you're an nwo it's 444 life and it's just too sweet that's all i got for you this week
All right, so there you go. Is that Dennis Rodman? Yeah, even Rodman was there. Yeah, that's do you right. not know? Oh, Buddy, that's do you right. not remember Hulk Hogan right. and Dennis Rodman versus DDP and Carl Malone? Yes. yes Carl yes, Malone yes. just come in, slamming everybody. Yes, and then, that's true. Uh, oh, look, look at that beautifulness. And, and But the thing is, there's a lot of guys who flip-flop in there. But I can name you. Scott Steiner, loved him. Buff Bagwell, Scott Norton, uh, the Acolyte, which was basically um, – Bruce the Barber Beefcake coming in there. I can't tell the guy from the left in the corner that's kind of bald because I can't really tell. You have um, you have Harlem Heat's own you know, Booker T and Stevie Ray. No, Stevie Ray, Booker T never did it. You have, I think that's Dustin Far Right. I know Kurt Henning was in there. Macho Man was in there. That was a big surprise, but it led to Macho Madness. Um, that was a good impression. I'll give myself that. You have the giant Paul White, Big Show. Um, can't tell the guy in the left blonde over there. Vincent, who was Virgil. You had Rick Root in there. Eric Bischoff, of course, being at the center. Is that Jim Anvil Nyhart? I don't remember being there, but everybody kind of joined. Conan, the right with the fedora. Um, Crush, was that Crush Brian Adams? Yeah, probably was. All these guys coming in there, and then they made the NWO Wolfpack, which was Lex Luger, Sting, Kevin Nash when he split apart. Um, also, and that's Sting, because that was part of the story about NWO. It was a takeover. NWO versus WCW. Hogan, when he won the gold, big gold belt, baby, he sprayed NWO on it. How dare you? How dare you? It was just iconic legendary. And you think about Starcade 1997, of course there was the botch that happened um, where the referee, Nick Patrick, missed his count. But um, Hogan and Sting and Sting winning back the WCW title. The problem with the NWO, though, is they didn't protect it fully because there was times where Hogan tapped out the torch rack to Luger and then um, lost to the Giant as well, which didn't make any sense. The other thing I would venture to is, for a lot of people who don't know, Bret Hart was also in the NWO, and he tried to put some rub of the prestige on the uh, WCW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, not Heavyweight, but as the uh, United States Championship. Stupid knowledge. I don't know where I get it. I, I couldn't know math. You know, I, I wish I knew. Yeah, I mean, don't worry. Like, I, I can, I can recite you the entire song of the Hedgehog timeline, if you want me yeah, to. Okay. All right, and I will go into the lore and the history. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, that's that's a good note to end on. That's for sure. So, that's it for us here for this episode of Sports Goofs. Oh, real big, real big thing, real big thing. Alex Sir Black, who was just released a couple weeks ago, big sad boy, he's on AEW now. He just appeared and kicked Arn Anderson in the face. Well then, hey. Got a job, baby. Job security. Got a job, baby. Yeah. But his, but here's the crazy thing. His wife just came back to WWE on SmackDown. Ooh. I, I can't deal with this. This is like weird. What kind of gaslighting <laughs> is this? Well, all right, folks. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. Take care.